0: johnny do you want to go to an ice cream social
1: yeah i'd love to great let's go
2: huh,
3: huh. it's time for another episode of matt Manningly's ice cream social sitting across from me Paul Mattingly.
0: Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And I'm the
3: knobs and dials chick of the audio guy. What, what, in the butt, bonus episode. Preaching fun, everybody, with a bonus episode. Yeah! Boners! Preaching so much fun, we were sitting in a parking lot, our own parking lot, trying to get out of the goddamn show tonight. <laughs> holy shit what were
1: you feeling so feeling we the burn
3: feeling the burn yeah the burn. some kind of bernie rally there's a bernie rally happening at the bernie fundraiser i imagine <laughs> at the
0: paris casino here in las vegas nevada if it was a fundraiser the Has people that feel. were walking out of there that's true we're bringing spare change out of their piggy banks but that's his whole deal isn't, <laughs> it? isn't it he's built everything up on piggy banks it's all stuff. from the foundation it's ground up look <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not from the establishment. I'm not asking billionaires to back my play because when I'm in office, I'll be responsible to one person, people. <laughs>
1: one person, people. Oh, people. Uh, Just Ber- the people. Bernie, that, that that's more than that's more than one person.
0: Okay, but I will be the best candidate for persons.
3: I am fascinated by this, and I and and, and I, it's it's tough because this is. I'm feeling old because I, if I were younger, I think I'd be feeling the burn. And I think I'd be all in on this
0: fight. Has there been a political candidate that got you jumping in polling before? I'm just, it's a tough call, right? So, well, I... not not really. Did, did it happen? Did you go? Did you go? And, <laughs> did you ever go in polling? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough call. That
1: <laughs> occurred. Did you ever go
0: polling or, or stumping for an, a, another candidate? Uh, no. All right. No, I mean. Uh, I I didn't either. I'm not throwing sticks in a I I'm went not throwing to, rice on the fire. I think I went to a very early
3: Hillary fundraiser in when did she when did, when did when so did 08, yeah, so 07, maybe oh six. And it's because Bill Clinton was speaking. I actually want to hear Bill uh, Clinton speak. And I was um I'm feeling about I felt about Clinton the way I'm feeling about Obama now, which is that, like, at, at first I was not that into him, but by the end, and then when faced with Bush and Gore, I kind of was like, you know, i kind of fascinated by that guy, you know? He seemed to kind of understand the maneuverings and whatever. Oh, and same man. with Obama now. Like, looking at the election now, I'm kind of like... Oh, I'm going to miss him so bad. And I, you know, like, I was very... It hurts. I was very um, thrilled with Obama uh, in 2008. Yeah. I was not in 2012.
0: Yeah, same way. Well, um, he did. I mean, you know, he did what he could in a lot of ways, but he also maintained a lot of the previous administration's policies.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that, to a fault. When, when, oh, yeah. When all that
1: shook out, I just was like, "This is
0: no." If, yeah, if, if, it was a lot of status quo. I,
1: I think I can say safely that a lot of people like us were disappointed when you know he get, he came into office, and one of the first things he did was surge the troops in Afghanistan. Yes. Yes. Like a lot of people like us that don't want peaceniks yeah the 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 silly peaceniks you know we we didn't want that and we didn't think that we were getting that yeah and on a war level i'm a total
3: lib i'm really a peacenik mm-hmm. and that's the thing and as penn always articulately points out that a democratic president means that the anti-war movement dies and it's just uh oh that's true i've never heard that it's, it's good. Oh, Paul. Just watch Paul take a, a sip of something delicious. Yeah. Delicious? You got the shakes uh-huh. Late night episode. Paul's drinking. Woo Scotch man. And if you think it's annoying to start off a podcast talking about podcasts, we're only going to a weirder place. But uh, <laughs> it's been a weird, weird, weird fucking week. A lot of highs yep. and lows this week for us here at, in Las Vegas. But um, yeah, I... Uh, and 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 uh, but basically, my thought was when I was going up the escalator and seeing all the Bernie Sanders people feeling each other's burns up and down the escalator, oh, they
0: were touching them hard. They were
3: touching a lot of that burn.
0: It's that corduroy they like
3: to wear. was a bunch of dry humping to get the burn going <laughs> on <out laughs> the hallways <laughs> in the parking <laughs> lot. With the corduroy,
1: you can start a fire like that. I yeah? was like, why?
3: Why the old man? Old man Matt, right? Young Matt would have been would have been at this rally, you know. Old man Jacob
1: likes Bernie. I like him. But I don't, I don't feel the burn. Here's I the thing: I don't go out and, and stump for him. I don't do anything like that. If I if I, feel, I if, if I had the choice, if I had the magic wand and the choice to say which of these three would be the next president, yeah, my choice would be Bernie. He that, would not be my first choice if I had like free reign. No, no, no. But out of the three,
3: he's my choice. Yeah, let me see if I can time this right. So, Gary Johnson, who we had on Skype over oh, over the. Uh, on, Penn, Sunday, Penn school. Sunday school is actually coming in studio He's but actually coming by in By the time you hear this It's out at the same time So right now as you're, If you're listening to this Look at your podcast feed <laughs> There's an interview with Gary Johnson Also on your Penn Sunday school I think. It we're It's co- not it's out because coming coming, The Penn coming Sunday, Sunday school The
1: Penn Sunday school from yesterday
3: Yeah yeah But it comes out today it both, it comes out on This Monday. is coming out on Monday And Penn Sunday school comes out on Monday You can listen live oh, Within to Penn hours Sunday school on Within Sunday. hours It yeah. should be there You can listen to Penn Sunday school live On Sundays But it actually gets posted For Monday Right by ace because that whole delay, yeah, by recording on Sunday, we send it to someone who's not working, and then they start working Monday morning, right, so um uh,
1: so if you're hearing this, listen yeah. to Penn Sunday School as well, yeah, after you finish listening to this episode, yeah naturally, yeah, All the,
3: yes, <laughs> so I you know but in terms of the mainstream candidates. Libertarians are finding themselves shockingly agreeable to Bernie Sanders, even though some stuff is yeah. completely against their ideals. So. A lot of stuff. <clears throat> the way he 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 seems to conduct himself like a libertarian or something. I don't know. It's really hard to put your finger on. But like, you you think you know what you're going to get with Bernie, and then you what you think also what you're going to get with Bernie is something that's going to uh, subject subject itself nicely to the checks and balances of our government. Yeah, that that is very true. Like you, you hear Bernie's crazy and you're like, well, that crazy's not going to... That'll never happen. That's not, not going to fly. But that ideal mm-hmm. is good for the conversation of how, we, how, we're, treating our, how we're treating the people.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it like seems, the Trump wall idea, but it's good ideas, not the Trump wall idea. It seems, yeah. It seems like Hillary plays
3: crazy politics and Donald Trump plays crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like Bernie Sanders is the only one with a voice that talks to the average citizen person who is cares enough to vote but doesn't devote their lives to the politics of shit every day and so that's why i get why he's having a fundraiser tonight in las vegas but as someone who does follow politics a little bit i don't know why he's still in the race i don't did, know why well, he's did here. you hear yeah
0: the wild thing that just came out from the young turks uh, a day ago this might not even be a thing anymore but this was his thing. Um, apparently. Why are you speaking like a public radio disc jockey right because now? Because yeah. I'm an NPR. Apparently. Fighters in Islamabad are worried about the. Yeah. Go ahead. There's uh, rumblings from Biden about yes. how he would be a great president and this and that kind of thing.
1: Biden saying that Sanders would be. No. Biden that Biden, Biden would, would be. be yes,
0: and this is you know he's he's breaking it down from like a political jargon standpoint. He's like, guys, sure they don't say these kinds of things unless there's other stuff underneath all of it. Well, you know, he... it's all about positioning and stuff. And what they're what his logic is, yeah, is that he's thinking there is a possibility that some sort of indictment or prosecution might be coming Hillary's way. Uh-huh. That would either really hamstring her or completely take her out of the race. And then the powers that be in the democratic side might want to put in, uh, Biden. And, and again, this is very still conjecture city, but it's not without some, Little, I'm
3: coming little,
1: from
0: Conjecture City. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> definitely Conjecture City. Scoops, I
1: got, I got recommendation. Vacation recommendation from Audio Guy Jacob right now. If you have a choice between Conjecture City or Poundtown. Go to Poundtown. Vacation to Poundtown. Yeah. Get to Poundtown. It's yeah. better. It's better. Blowjob uh, City, also nicer than Conjecture City.
0: But then the other really funny thing he was talking about in that moment, to your point of why is Sanders still in this, is that if that were to be the situation... Can you imagine? The Sanders people, they're not going to roll over and go, oh, yeah, we'll just anoint Biden as the de facto. I
3: agree there. You know what I mean? I agree there. And so the that's shame.
0: why I think, I think again, that's another thing. He might still be in it because he's hearing these rumblings, too. Yeah,
3: and, I, and not to get too deep into in politics because we have no business doing it. And that's not what our no. listeners listen to us. But
2: so, don't know so, so take
3: a step back, <laughs> this is already the
0: most bizarre election and that was precisely what he reiterated like three times yeah. in his in his dialogue. As I well. mean,
3: I want to. I'm going to say modern politics. I really don't. I'm not. I mean, I have. Yeah. I, have I, I think I could pass a U.S. Uh, a high school U.S. history test or whatever right now. I mean, I, I I was enthused at the time.
0: There were probably weirder election cycles when the Dothraki were trying to find out who was going to be the new Cole, you know, and they were like having to. <laughs> Slap each other around <laughs> with dragon scales and you know, then all of a sudden this one I mean, guy
3: comes in I from mean the American north and... politics. Okay, American okay, okay, politics. Uh I uh,
1: mean there was some shit that went down in Rome that was pretty fucked up.
3: No 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 I know I, I get all that. <laughs> yeah. I get all that. <laughs> I mean I guess I guess, you know, Andrew Jackson's wasn't necessarily the wasn't necessarily the best president. Right. And then um <laughs> um there was the whole uh the thing that might happen now, which is the scary thing, which is the whole moose uh bull moose party. Election, you know, no. Oh, uh, Roosevelt. Oh, Roosevelt yeah. won on the run. It ran on the bull moose ticket. Oh, they yeah. Split the Democratic vote, and right. then that election. I can't. I, I can't remember the two. Somebody people else running went against. for it. Yeah. Okay. But that's
1: if Bernie Sanders ran it and it had been a ticket, it would usher Trump into office. Yeah, that's totally. the thing is nobody. Nobody on the left can run. Isn't independent at all unless there is an equal and opposite person on the right. It would take, and I think that Mitt I, Romney. I think I can't think of another person. Cruz wouldn't. It wouldn't. Cruz. wouldn't No, do it, it, no it, wouldn't Rom- it's Romney or nothing as far as the independence on the right go. I think yeah. I think you know th- that could balance out like a like a Sanders independent ticket. Yeah, it's or, strange uh, or like Biden or something like that. It's
3: strange and uh, and and uh, for for. for 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 our our, we have a lot of foreign listeners, you know, especially especially our friends who are friends uh, fans of Johnny Australia. Um, We which is no one we. It is weird to us. I need you to know that it is weird to us. Yeah, we're (laughs) really weirded out by this whole process because we believed, like you on the outside, that there was enough puppeteers pulling strings behind the thing. Like I'm not a conspiracy theorist, like Paul. But I do understand that there are systems and, and uh, ways to go about stuff in place. Right. There's certain you know ways to to shake the right hands and to kind of get yourself on the mix. Sure. You know, and I, and reading like I read Bill Clinton's biography after he was president, and and the story of him working certain circuits to make sure that he was considered a legit candidate, and and then all of a sudden to hit the right points and then hit his hit his rise at the right time. I understood there are meetings to go to, there are fundraisers to go to, there are certain people to meet and shake hands with, there are certain ways to showcase yourself behind the scenes that the press never gets to, right? In order to kind of get yourself in the right light, that to me isn't conspiracy. That's not handpicking. It's still this. It's just, just it's playing just, the game. It's just playing the game.
0: But yeah, they all were in Skull and Bones. Maybe
2: <sighs> all last they might all last be last in
3: the woods and burn an owl. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know there, there's enough of there's enough stories that they all might meet in the woods and burn an owl. That part Have is true. Have you seen that? Yes. It's weird. See?
0: Now now you're talking about like. <laughs> no, it is. It is weird.
2: There is a
3: meeting where Republicans. falls on board. We're, like, very powerful Republicans and Democrats do get together in the woods and burn an owl. I do know that that happens. That's an actual <laughs> truth thing. I don't know what it means. I don't know how it takes over the world. If it means anything. I don't know if it means anything. And the truth is there's a great book called Them.
1: Oh, Paul has never been happier. I know it's the
2: I, truth.
0: I can't believe you know about this crazy shit. They do. <laughs> they
2: do. I was They're watching, all a, and burn I was watching out. a
0: YouTube documentary on the Illuminati. <laughs> They, they had video of it. It's the craziest shit you ever seen. There's
3: a great book called Them that
0: articulates yeah, how yeah, that yeah. video happens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: And the author is much more sane than the person who takes the video.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the guy, I think it was uh, Alex Jones who did that video. It might have been. He snuck into yeah, the yeah, woods Yeah, yeah. And it might have been. Video. It's been a
3: while since I read the book.
0: That was one of his first things that got him into his book. Ba- I mean, he's terrible.
3: Well, the thing was that like, they when walking around the woods, like, <laughs> they were doing advanced work. The story behind that video is they were doing like advanced work, basically, uh, trying to figure out how to go in the woods. And they ran at some guy who was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And they're like, oh, we just heard there's a meeting or whatever. He's like, yeah, it's private, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden they were like, whatever they wanted to dress in camo, or they want to dress in all black, or they wanted to like hide somewhere the night before or whatever. And then they realized the key to crashing this party and to be in the crazy secret meeting was simply to wear khakis and sneakers and walk oh. in the woods. The, they saw the guy and uh, the takeaway from the confrontation was, we should just dress like him. Dress like and that. We'll guy. look like one of him, and we'll just blend in. Yeah, and that's the truth. Is and so how they got to that crazy thing. And so yeah, I
1: think it's Alex Jones. I forget who it is. It's the same. Same with my my way on how to get into any concert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dress in blacks. Carry, carry a ladder. ladder. And it's the absolute truth. And so it is. They went there,
3: and 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 the guy who took the video really was just according to the book was just losing his shit. Could not believe that he was walking, sure, feet away from all of these powerful figures that he thought were lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> you know yes and so he whips out his camera that is a really great caveat there at the end he whips out his camera and shoots as much as he can but gets he was scared his own death he basically thinks he's like lighting a flare for like a bomb to kill him right so the video is so shitty because he basically films as much as he can and then just panics and runs yeah and that's the video
0: makes sense right
3: and so yes (laughs) yes I don't have a good explanation for why the most powerful people on both sides of the parties get together and burn an owl in the woods with no press around, but they do. I know they do. <laughs> Paul is so happy. <laughs> but there's the thing that that meeting failed. Right. That what? every did every it, negative did thing it? we nobody wants Donald Trump to be president. We are assu- you sure? We assumed that Were it you failed. at
0: the last owl burning? <laughs> do you know? I'm serious. Like, do you know? He might have been there. Paul, it's Look, not. Look, I make great owls. They're classy owls. These are the best owls for, for burning.
3: Because <laughs> it's not. No, because everything's, ha- ha- no, everything's I know. happening is- right in front of our faces. It is weird, yeah. Yeah. No, like, what's, what's weird is that Donald Trump is just, ex- like, you know. It- In the Clinton email scandal, right? Like, she might go to jail, she might go to whatever. The bottom line is, like, I don't give a fuck about that. I really don't. I don't think it's an egregious crime. I don't think – here's what I think it is. I think it's a 70-year-old woman who's not acclimating well to modern technology. I think when you gotta have access to all your emails on your phone, I think when you gotta have when you gotta have shit going on and you're just trying to stay organized and you know you're gonna run for president and you know you're gonna stop being Secretary of State at a certain point, right you know you're gonna do all these moves, and I think she just got sloppy. I don't think she was necessarily doing something egregious, and I think she's not the only one. I oh, think there are plenty no, sure, of people sure, sure. accidentally sending confidential information via their phones to other people with phones so they can Whoa. read them.
1: Well, I think the only the only like definitive thing that they found out of all these emails so far is that she did not send confidential information through this email server, at least not that was confidential at the time. So, stuff that later became confidential. Yeah. But
3: all, all that. I don't, give, just, it. I just so don't give a shit. I, yeah, don't I, even I, give I it just don't shit. care.
0: Where's uh, I mean, where's all those texts of like, hey, are you at the owl yet? <laughs> those are
3: the texts that i care about but paul would you paul, know- hey are you at the redacted yet yeah
2: right.
0: <laughs>
3: why
2: do they yeah. Always what the fuck spell are you talking redacted? to we're me we're
0: gonna redact it the redacted out of that redacted look i can't i can't play this game i'm not no what what are you saying
2: <laughs> I can't the tell- owl
0: motherfucker the owl oh
2: <laughs>
1: but I, but paul you should be excited about clinton because she's the one who's saying that she wants to unclassify all the area fifty ones. We talked about this with Penn. <laughs> yeah. We talked
0: about this with Penn. It was really funny. <laughs> well, I mean, there's I mean nothing... this is your wheelhouse. Well, if you know anything about anything, Area fifty one is old news. It's all about Hangar eighteen in a whole different location. <laughs> oh, no, fuck no, no, no. No, but uh, but really there's not there's not a lot to that stuff. And if there if there's anything to do, it's experimental aircraft and we're just like Oh, we gotta tell them about the circle jet.
1: Oh, shit. Yes, we got the circle jet. I do want to know about the circle jet. It's I want to know about the experimental aircraft. I think it's awesome.
0: But I mean, they had circle, the Nazis had circle jets. Great. I want to know all about they them. They didn't work very well, but they had them. They I were built I want to know stuff. about them. Are you saying like, jet?
3: Jet. J E T. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying circle something else. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure the Nazis were all about that too. Man, they, were, I, they, were, they were good at that. They had a lot of circle stuff. Last, last to finish on the crawler had to eat it. Right. <laughs> <That's> it. Oh. <laughs> Nine? Nine. I'm not an expert. Nine? And I want to say we're not. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm not. We're, we're a comedy podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking strictly as someone who's yeah. As you, can, vote. as you
0: can clearly tell from the last 20 minutes, we're a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
2: Paul's good night, dead. and good night, Paul. Fuck,
1: drink some more whiskey. Java, you're having a
0: rainbow party. There's a girl's wear different lipstick, and it puts colors on your vegan.
3: I'm trying to t- I'm, uh, all I was trying to say to, uh, in a non comedy way, I guess, but I was trying to tell all our foreign listeners it's, it's as weird as you think over here. Yeah. Yep. It's as weird as you think. We're weirded mm-hmm. out by it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. And <laughs> uh, uh, and if in the timing of Biden's you know dealing with a death in the family, yeah. But if 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 uh, if Biden's child lives, he runs. We're probably having a different conversation. Chooses Warren as his uh, running mate.
0: That is still that's a, a, you're you the talking election's ex- over. But you're talking exactly what is being talked about by the Young Turk guy. Right. He proposed that exact I, same thing.
1: I, but I really think that that time has passed. I don't know. I think, the, I think the time of Hillary Clinton possibly getting prosecuted for anything, I think that has passed. Uh, I, I, think, I think all of that stuff is just... I don't think just, she could be prosecuted by no the idea. time the general election happens.
0: I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Neither do I. My name's yeah. Paul, and it's all about y'all. <laughs> What the fuck was that? That's an old saying. That's an old saying from you? No, no, that's a quote from Paul Mattingly. That's <laughs> like everyone says my name is Paul and I'm no, all about y'all. No, it didn't catch on that much. But there's like other ones like it's catch, on <laughs> catch on where
1: catch on where with the Paul community. There's things like I have saying, no like, bearings on my this. names.
0: My names Matting something i all about that. Yeah, like that kind of thing. But but there's like
3: I'm out. I'm outy like
0: Gowdy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like. They call me Swayze, and I'm out, you know, and all that kind of thing. The and, only you know. one
1: that I've ever heard before is uh, they call me Jacob, and fuck you. Oh, <laughs> that one's got legs. Yeah. I've heard they call me Jacob, and I'm gonna fuck you. Oh, maybe I. Yeah. But, you know, so, <laughs> that's it's it, it's a yeah. It, it, it depends on where you grew
3: up. It can't, you hear that one a lot in the sweat house. <laughs> at any rate, I wish Bernie had <laughs> dropped out before tonight, so I could have gotten out of the parking lot on time. That's all I'm getting at.
0: You know oh. what? I, you know what I decided to do? Make America late again.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey!
2: <laughs> Feel the Sorry. burn Sorry, for an
0: late- lo- extra hour in the parking lot. <laughs>
3: late
2: night recording,
3: got even later night. <laughs> Because of Bernie goddamn Sanders. <laughs>
0: I guess. It's so, is social, is democratic socialism everyone gets a parking space. <laughs> that That's was exactly what I was... As I was driving along, I was like, if you motherfuckers don't go car, 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 car as you snake in, I'm going to get real upset. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, you guys are, if you fucking socialists don't properly zipper... That's exactly what I was then What kind of socialist are you? Watching, if you don't fucking
3: know how, how to zipper... I was so
1: close how'd with the they proper zippering.
3: Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. <laughs> And I, as (laughs) an anti-socialist, fucked them all over to get out on time. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I fucking did. I pulled three. I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders' maneuvers (laughs) to get out the fuck out of that parking
0: lot. Your name's Ann Rand, and they can talk to the hand.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna actually hit you. (laughs) That's (laughs) what it's gonna take. I got a white. I got a white beam washing (laughs) over me. I got a white beam. Oh, it's going to take physical abuse against Paul tonight. Man.
3: Um, so, speaking of
0: comedy podcasts,
3: it's been a fucking oh. doozy of a week. Oh,
0: man. We had, I, I love that we prognosticated correctly how awesome our bucket show was going to be. Our uh, Yeah, our bucket show was going to be. Oh, yeah. We, did. we, 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 we put in Thursday's episode. <laughs> we went ahead and, and said it was and great. Like, it was yep, awesome. It was packed. And it
3: was great. <laughs> and it was. It was great. Uh, Pen was so gracious, so wonderful. Penn was good. And then uh, I want to I want to do backwards, Paul, because I need the bucket show yeah, news. Yeah, we're, to we're get coming us, back to the bucket to show to get us out of the topic that is <laughs> okay. I, I I need to I want to address it because I, I I one it's 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 on our minds. Yeah. So J- Jacob and I uh, lost a friend. Yeah. This week and yeah. uh, it was a friend who who took his own life. Yeah. And so it uh it is a rough one. And, uh, uh, as we're recording this, it happened yesterday. Yeah. So this, this is recent. And our, uh, his, uh, his friend, uh, I'm sorry, his boyfriend, uh, is in our show. And so it was weird to, uh, both handle it personally and professionally. Uh, and I don't, I, I'm not one to, I don't want to over be overdramatic of my relationship to him. He was a friend, you know, he's not an acquaintance. He's a friend. Yeah. He's certainly, uh, amongst them that they have a, a circle of friends that are much closer and your wife and, and, uh, and my wife, I think are, are closer in that world than I am. Yeah.
1: Uh, when, because they, there, there was a group of us that all moved to town at about the same time and we all got to be very close friends and like we, do all of our stuff together. And we, that, right. That's like, that's kind of my social circle in, in Vegas. Yes. And, uh, so that, that was, it was, it was rough. It is rough. It is rough. Yeah.
3: No doubt. And, uh, it, he, he and his boyfriend are listeners or we're, we're, one was a listener. Rather. Yeah. You know, so that's tough too. You know, is it just a matter of like, even like, I, I'm hoping Phil's not listening to this. <laughs> you know, yeah. I skip this, Phil. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just tough. Uh, and so, um, as I, I, you know, I've joked on here that I was asked by my therapist whether I was suicidal or not, you know, and, and, uh, or when I was going through the questionnaire before I was put on antidepressants, you know, right. You ever think about it in your life? And I was like, yes, of course, right. You know, uh, and so, you know, I, I don't mean to, to measure it, but I, I know I've researched, you know, I've, I've looked into right. stuff because of it and i'm my heart immediately feels for his closest friends yeah my heart immediately feels for his boyfriend my heart immediately feels for his parents because when something like this happens they're just never going to get the answers they need mm-hmm. oh yeah and they're gun they're going to blame themselves on some small level even if they say they're not
1: right but- <clears throat> I mean, we've we've spent now the last two days, and I, I said this off the air, but I'll say it again yeah. now. That uh, I I've, I've been dreading and looking forward to doing this recording tonight all day long, because I knew it would be a, a nice break in my routine from the last two days. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I knew that we were going to talk about this, and I knew that we were going to have to bring this up and uh, at least mention it, uh, and I, so I'm dreading that part as well. But we've spent now the last two days. Just asking questions of each other, and then having to look at each other, look at each other, each other's eyes, and say, "We don't know. We don't. Yeah. We don't know what the answer is. We can't know what the answer is." That's exactly. And we have what. to, and now we just have to do. I've just been spending a lot of yeah, exactly, spending a lot of last forty eight hours just saying, "We don't know." Yeah, I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah, I don't know. And I and I really kind of shut down a conversation earlier today between several of us that you know, and it was just you know, well. You know, maybe we should have done this, and, oh. for, and for the people that are still around, you know, maybe we need to do this, and we need to do this, and we need to figure this out, and we need to set these examples, and we need to do this. And I was finally, like, look, we don't fucking know. Yeah, we're, we don't fucking. We're fucking because and- in in this in this group of friends, you know, we're all. I mean, I'm I'm the technician in the group, and then everyone else are performers. Yes, and I was like, we're all fucking entertainment people. We don't we have we have no fucking idea. No, and we are all—we're we're dumb entertainers. You want to—you want to put a microphone on something? I'm your—I'm your guy. You want to psychoanalyze someone? Maybe find someone who's good at that.
3: And the amount of us with demons, you know, the yeah. amount of us that have battled depression or despair. Sure. I mean, there's—it is. It, there's no way.
0: And there's so, no other good reason to get up on stage in front of strangers than, than you got a little something Than needing going on. some kind of. Bizarre validation for something. Or shove yourself
3: head. in front of a microphone for four and a half hours a week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Ooh, yeah.
0: Ooh
3: I'm already a, I'm already a, a testifying pill popper. So don't peeling back the layers. No, and that's, and the that, thing. So like, honestly, like, um, this, our friend uh, Joe, he went about this quietly. Yeah. Nobody saw it coming at all. No signs. So I only want to use this platform for a moment to just say, like, uh, in the way that I I'll, in the way that I try to relate, I can only just tell you, like, if you are trying to handle these thoughts quietly, if you no. are if you are embarrassed to tell your friends, if you are self conscious about making the conversation with your friends because you enjoy their company about you and you don't want to uh, get help. Yeah.
0: Please reach out.
3: You cannot, if you, there, there are so many studies that tell you that you are hardwired. And the, the, only, the, only, the only kind of tough medicine slash comfort I've been telling people is that if he was not talking to anyone professionally and if he was not possibly on medication...
1: We were only going to deal with when. Yeah. No, and, and I, I I said something similar because, you know, especially now, you know, we're all looking back and going like, well, this was a sign and this. And, you know, we're, we're all we're all doing that now. And. Uh, and people are saying, you know, well, we could have done something. We could have gotten him to a doctor. We could have done this and we could have done that. And, yeah, I'm a big believer of it's got to come from you. Absolutely you know, if, no. Let me gotta, tell you something. But if you if you're getting help, you gotta want that help. I uh, you and know, you, and you have to be want is, is probably I'm sure it's the wrong word, but be willing to accept. You gotta you got, you got
3: something going on in your brain, yeah, and that's, that's that's real business, and it's not silly, it's not small, and it's not about uh, and even when it gets to suicidal, it's not even about depression anymore. No, you got a different thing. command. You gotta you have a command. A hardwired physical apparatus happening upstairs that you have to address, and it's it's crazy, and so it's 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 really hard. And when you're dealing with performers, you're used to masking it, you know, right? And also, your time with your friends is uh, is can can serve as its own narcotic, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you're not thinking about. You're not wallowing in despair when you're out there with your closest friend talking. So why would you stop that flow, right? To get into it, you know. And so it's,
1: it's you know we all have a hard time making things as much as we make things here about ourselves. Yeah, we have a hard time actually making things about ourselves. Absolutely. You know, it's it's really tough to say to a friend, especially if you're having a good time, if you've been having you know fun time over the last few weeks or whatever. It's really hard to say to a friend, you know, we got to we got to stop this and I, I need your help with something. Absolutely. Like that's, that's a tough thing to do. I, uh,
3: went through a phase where, you know, like I, so like, I, I'm on antidepressants right now. Okay. And I went through phase while, while this, while, post post launching of ice cream social recent history you know um between my first and second kid where uh you know it just didn't make sense for the types of jobs that i was getting for me to keep working Mm. and uh we just needed help at home and i joked about becoming a mr mom and coming on air and uh on paper, it made sense, and in the responsibility of our household, it made sense. Uh, in my ability to attain self-esteem, it did not. Sure. And I remember uh, also then climbing towards 300 pounds at the same time, you know, and that's why I talked about on air with everybody going through their diet that I sought therapy while I was went through my diet, and it was it was because those things went hand in hand. Mm. Right And uh, I was uh, Eating Why I finally Started taking pills Is because I was When I was younger I mean I've seen therapy My whole life You know In different phases And I used to not want to take pills Because I wanted I thought I could work it out on my own I thought pills was was his weakness And I realized That I actually was just using food As medicine Right my food
0: was taking away I can't I can't in any way relate to what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Hold on, I gotta finish this jack in the box right now, real quick. Hold on. My... No, and that's the thing is like when
3: I realized that I that I was using food as medicine, right? It takes away the anxiety, it takes oh. away the depression. It also takes off the highs, right? You're coming off as a kick ass performance, or you do a really long project, <sighs> you're feeling super sky high. So what do you do? You go head to the diner with your friends and you fucking pile it on, right? So like I it hit me hard that I was using food as medicine, right? And so what happened was during this phase, my I, my wife knew I was, it was during the, the pre-raid diet where I lost, you know, 20 pounds on my own, but still no one noticed, you know, because right. was that big. And uh, there there was a Nutella, an extra new, little jar of Nutella down the thing. And my wife came home from work and saw the spoon in the sink with, uh, like, I, I'd eaten the scraps out of a Nutella jar that was done. Right, I scooped the rest right. out, and she gave me shit. You know, she gave me shit. Like, what did you eat Nutella? And I was like, Yeah, I just ate Nutella. She's like, and she was just like, I thought you were working on not doing this stuff. And I was like, It was, it was a spoon of Nutella, and she was just was like, w- What are you doing? And I was like, w- Are you really giving me shit for a fucking spoon full of things? Whatever, I, I just just I, I a think, like,
0: spoon of uh, Nutella throws your diet do shit (laughs) Uh,
3: and as I was fighting her I uh, broke down and I said I need help and she had no idea and the phrase I need help was something I thought about saying to her for six or seven months Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just never seemed like the right time to say it. I didn't want to stop the day. You know? I knew she had to go to work. Or I knew I wanted to do this thing. Or I knew tomorrow we were going to go do this thing. And it just felt like the sentence felt so huge Mm -hmm. that it would put the brakes on shit and would fuck things up. You know? And, uh... I didn't want to admit as someone who's trying to keep our household, do my part to keep our household in order, uh, how worthless I felt. And I bring that up because this is during a time that everyone who's a listener to this show was listening, you know, and those are the things that are just, you know, Three, four sessions with the therapist turn things around so fast. Right. Dealing with someone with a professional mm-hmm. was amazing. <clears throat> and as quickly or as harshly as it can go down, it can turn around. Yes. And so if there's anybody who's a listener who deals with this shit, please just talk to someone. You cannot handle it quietly on your own. You can't work it out while no one's looking. You can't hope it goes away. And the process, however embarrassing or painful or heavy it feels, it can turn around real fast. And there's there's a breath of fresh air that you don't know exists, that exists. So do it. And for anyone who deals with people who've made this same choice, it is not your fault. The the last thoughts going through the person you lost was not about some petty fight or not feeling like, why didn't these people go to lunch with me? or It wasn't about any fucking bullshit that happens. It's all on them and their feeling of worth and their feeling of what's going on in their lives. And it is personal and it's an awful thought that has crept into many people's lives, but don't fully manifest, which is that people might, the thought is that people might be better off without you. And it's the
1: worst thought in the world. And you're also going, and that, that thought is, I mean, it's, Prevalent in my mind right now. It's prevalent in our friends' minds. Um, you know what? What could I have done to fix this? What could I have done to make this better? Um, you know how? You know, one of our close friends. You know, she's upset because her last text to him was not angry, but a little annoyed. Sure, you know, and just silly things like that and i and i say that they're silly knowing that i have the same questions in my in sure. my head you know and and i know that they're silly as well i i know that it's silly to to think that you know something that i did caused this i know that intellectually but still in my heart that's what's there absolutely and that's and it's 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 okay to know that that is a not an intelligent thought and to still have it absolutely yeah
3: your emotions are not going like to get it away and that's why like it, 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 the, everyone in our group of friends and especially the, the group that you're you referred to yeah need help professional help yeah oh we've already talked about it yeah no you there's nothing yeah. the like it's trauma yeah and it's it's legit and if there's a, if there's a, if there's even a one percent voice in your in your head that says I could have done this or that differently, you need to get help. Yeah. It's 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 and I'm it's,
1: saying yes as someone that I know that I probably won't get help. <laughs> I know. But at it, it, the same, it, but I mean, it is something. Yeah. I, I would be, you know, I, I would certainly. It's also something that I wouldn't be closed off to either. Yeah. Uh but it, it's something that that I think that we're <clears> going to <throat> pursue, as well.
2: It's
3: the truth, and the matter. You know, if there's if there's a, if there's a thought that I could say to the to the people that are directly affected by this is that it, all the weird stresses and weird problems in your life that suddenly were so greatly reduced by this event is proof enough that your life is worth living.
1: It's true. It's really. And I was. We we had lunch today. We went to a, a diner and sat around a big round table and just had lunch and laughed and didn't talk about this a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, talked a little bit about a, a memorial and that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, just the little things that we did talk about with this, um, things like, um, like the final, final costs, final expenses, and dealing with all that, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just within the, you know, there was, you know, the question of, do we want to start a, a fund me page or, you know, one of, one of those types of things. And no, we're just going to deal with it. We got our, we have our little group and our group is going to deal with it and that's that's going to be that, yeah. and it's okay. Like we can we can swing it. It's fine. We got it, and it's just there. Are, I, the only reason I'm saying that is there are people in your lives that absolutely care about you enough to do that. Yeah, there 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 are people out there that love you. There are people out there that there are people out there that love me. I don't know why, but but they seem to. I don't know why people love Jacob either, but uh... it's a, it's a good question.
3: <laughs> it's not. It's. I mean, it's just it, the people.
1: I, love, crazy. You, oh, no, I love you,
0: Jacob. Oh no, Johnny! Fucking Johnny! I love you lot. a kid loves Kleks. Oh,
1: I wish there was at least one less person to love.
0: Anybody me right out there
3: now? who considers yourself a close friend, they consider themselves a close they consider themselves a close friend because they want to deal with all of your shit. Yeah, no one is a super close friend because you're always in a good mood.
1: They want to be there for you.
3: Yeah. Your friends want to deal with the fucking highs and lows with you. Because that's, that's what going through life means. Yeah. And it's the first time that you're closer to someone is when you face adversity with them. Yeah. Or that they confide in you.
1: Right? So. And I know. that. Sorry, that's what I was getting to a second ago. Is I, I was just sitting there appreciating that this afternoon. Sitting around that table. is I, I did have that kind of. That moment of. Step, that step back moment and say, you know, we are, we're, we're coming closer because of this. Absolutely. We're already, we're already close. We're already friends. We already love each other. We already care about each other. And this is, this only brings us more together. This, this only makes us stronger now. Yeah. Um. I guess, I mean, I feel like we should wrap this part up.
3: Not me. But I want to uh, go even lower. I want to go even more Ryan, I want to go even deeper. Lower. Yeah, I want to go even <laughs> l- to low just more emotionally low. Get down to bedrock. This is just my last round of therapy. I want to go back to my second to last round of therapy. Oh, jeez. Uh no, no, I agree. And the hard part was that he was gonna vote for Bernie and so I lost a voter. Oh. Yeah. That's the was biggest that, thing,
1: That's yeah. the hard part right there. I in, in wrapping up it, you know, Always
0: right before primaries with these things. <laughs> oh fucking Bernie. Go go park the car. Okay. That's <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll just say uh, I'm not gonna. I'll just say that our friend Joe, who we lost, was 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 a very fun, great guy. Yeah. Always someone I chatted with at parties one on one. We always caught up whenever he he was a uh, uh, incredibly generous and wonderful uh, with our with uh, with the baby showers and bridal showers and and uh, uh, we we were um, made a solid diaper cake. He did. He made an amazing diaper cake. Yep, I he heard about the diaper the cake most, yesterday. He made the most amazing <laughs> fucking diaper cake Sarah told me I've about the diaper seen. cake yesterday. Uh, I just I didn't even know what it was. It was like, this is the craziest thing. But the, he, he, and uh, and uh, the last audition, the last uh, rehearsal that uh, um, Paul's understudy, Greg, was at the former Christian Grey, was close friends with him. We hang out with him the night before. Um, we were telling audition stories. He had the funniest audition stories yeah. ever. And we loved it. And, uh, uh, my favorite. One <laughs> was uh, you know this happens a lot with dancers dancers are forced to audition for musicals all the time and, and I've seen sure. it happen with Fifty Shades I've been in the room where dancers can be like I don't sing but fucking if you need a dance, I'll dance and why do you want to make me sing right <laughs> and so he was this amazing dancer he was an MJ Live here and um, he was at this musical audition and he came with one song prepared and he sang his ass off as best he could and they're like oh that's great good job uh, do you have a ballad he goes like oh, yeah I have a ballad he just <laughs> turned to the piano player and goes play it slower <laughs> <laughs> and he sang the same exact song at a slower tempo <laughs> I prepared a song <laughs> it's one of my favorite audition stories <laughs> he also uh-huh. one time was singing uh, Grease is the Word as an audition song and he didn't think the audition was going that well so during the end of the song he was like, is the word, is the word he backed up towards the door and just left and hit the lights, <laughs> and then left.
0: <laughs> is the word? Is the word? Is the
2: word? And just click.
0: So out. <laughs> oh
3: boy. So those stories still bring a laugh to me, uh, and that, yeah. and that those stories were the best. So <laughs> uh, he'll be missed. Yeah. Uh,
1: Anyhow, so we were talking huh. about friends who want to be there for you yes and speaking of people that want to be there for each other all the goddamn time you're a pro see that transition there love that Jacob. good work my friend good work solid Pendulette at the bucket show Pendulette came to the bucket show oh man the second half was really solid (laughs) because that's That's the 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 part that i saw i was was laughing oh great it was
3: an unbelievable uh hell of a night hell of a night (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) a hell of a night I mean, you know, we, we moved to 1130 and lost, you know, 60% of 60 to 80% of what we normally get at our bucket show. <laughs> That's shop. fair. And, uh, you know, so when Penn said he wanted to come play, I was like, this is all right. It's not necessarily a great idea. And then I actually had a really fun moment, just one-on-one with Penn. And this was beautiful. So Penn really kept thanking me for letting him come do the bucket show, which right. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, I can have sure the, one of the most famous entertainers in the world come by and play a little ditty mm-hmm. at my eleven thirty dick and fart joke show and, and sit in and sit in." Yeah, yeah. no problem. Uh-huh. No problem. Yeah, and then I laughed because he. So he came backstage and and we we noticed that what is what the week before was twelve people was about seventy. You know,
0: closing in ninety, I think. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, got ninety by the night was seventy. Yeah. When the time he walked in, right, it, oh, just okay. waiting for the show to start. Oh wow, the place was already kind of packed. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. our little little black box theater,
1: and oh, I knew it was something when Sj texted me before I left absent that she was like, "I saved you a seat. There are none left."
3: Yes. No. Many people were kind of hanging in the wings or sitting on the yeah. box, sitting on the floor. Because
1: usually when I walk in halfway through, I can pretty, pretty easily find a seat. Have uh, the best seat in the
3: house. Uh. And he goes, Yeah, and he literally just, you know, not 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 like a dick, not like, oh, those are the few people showed up, like, look at me. It was more like, Oh, look, some people are here. Like kinda like, oh neat. <laughs> yeah. Like as if he wasn't the cause, you know. Nifty. And I said and <laughs> I said, you know, this is like when I tweet or or, or put on Facebook that I'm gonna do stand up. Like people who never come see me do improv come out to see me do stand up. And I was like, it's right. It's weird when you step outside of your expertise that somehow you doing something that you might fail at Makes people more curious, mm. and I said that to him, and he looked at me, and just goes, uh, "Thanks a fucking lot, man." I was gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> and I'm so used to speaking to Uber confident Penn that I would share yeah. those thoughts with him, So I never feel like I'm speaking to someone uh-huh. who. But the reason he have, was doing that was, was because, because he's, he's not, not Uber confident about yeah. that, <laughs> and he made it, he said it as plainly as he could uh, in the video. And the videos on on Facebook.com/slashpocketshow you can see Penn's performance, uh, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, but he said, I just did a show in front of 1200 people, no problem. And here I am in front of, you know, about a hundred bucket of I, nerves, bucket of nerves. Yeah. And, uh, it was wonderful. And, um, it's one of those things where he had seen me do improv once and it was in his backyard at the, at the old, uh, slammer for the big and don't show. We did an okay show
0: for, yeah. For holding mics in your hand for outside. Holding... In an overcast,
3: holding mics doing improv sucks.
0: Doing improv outdoors sucks. Sucks. Middle doing of the afternoon. Doing improv for a mixed crowd that can't really hear you. In an, I mean, and it wasn't families just, and children. It Wasn't just outside. It PG was like, thirteen. It wasn't even yeah. a stage hardly. Yeah, yeah, it was something hard. We did all right. We did okay. We held our own.
3: And I just and Penn wrote me a nice note after that because he's a classy man. He didn't have to. I wasn't going to ask him for sure. You know, definitely was not going to ask him. But uh, you know, he wrote me a nice note saying, and and without me saying anything, he just wrote, "Man." Outdoors, holding, he said everything we just said. It's like, man, hanging outdoors, don't mics with the kids in the crowd. You guys, I thought you guys really handled it really well. Nice. And I just was like, yeah, but I didn't. And it was like, it was, was like, he gave me the out. You know, it's kind of like, right. I, but I didn't. Remember. And the joke was that I was worried about the Tom Jones thing. Tom Jones went and saw his opener. He sucked, and right, fired right, his right. opener. And I've been hosting, co <laughs> hosting Pets on his school for a few years now. <laughs> he, he'd never actually seen me do improv. He came and saw the show, and he stayed for the show, and uh, and he was laughing an awful lot during the show. He was. So it, it made me feel very good as a human right. when being. I, when I, mean, I came
1: in, I came in and, and sat by him. That was the seat that SJ yeah. had saved for me. We're right. St- she points at the seat. I'm like, oh, you saved me the seat by pen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, it's pretty... that's not the seat I was, I was I was expecting to sit by you, but okay, you saved, <laughs> saved yeah. me the seat by somebody else. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um uh but yeah, get, so I I sat by Penn and, and he I mean, he he was laughing, he was having a good time.
0: You had me uh I got I got the invite to go to uh movie night a couple of years back. Right. And uh you were, it was during a twenty four marathon. Yes. And uh this is this the episode where <laughs> The daughter gets attacked by uh, a, cougar? a cougar, yeah, in the woods. <laughs> and so, I I got to do <laughs> my Bobcat Goldweight impression, yes, as ah. the cougar, and it got Penn laughing. And that is like one of the highlights of my life, <laughs> yes, to be in a room, like in a private little spot, doing a goofball voice, right? And Penn Jillette laughs.
3: Well, that was the thing, I mean, pre you know. Pre- pre Penn Sunday school where I just where I, I was a writer, you know, for, for um Tell a Lie and Discovery Channel and I was mm-hmm. around Penn for movie night all the all the time and I just but I wasn't doing the, the, the co hosting bit yet. And someone was like, Oh, you're becoming friends with Penn, huh? You and Penn are pretty cozy and I was like, Yeah, I don't know. And like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know if friends know every single time they've made the other friend laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> and know exactly what they said when they said right? it. Right. But that's where I was for a very long time with Penn. <laughs> right. If I made him laugh, I knew Thing. But you know what's funny? I'm, I'm still is, there. I'm, <laughs> no, and on am Us, The executive <laughs> producer, we realized that like he said it, and I didn't realize it, it was true. We basically talking about like jokes that Allison hit or didn't hit, or intros that Allison didn't hit, and the and the executive producer Andrew Golder was like, I mean, basically we're just trying to figure out whether or not we made Pen laugh as kind of our only real barometer as to mm-hmm. whether or not we're hitting or not with the, with the, with the with the people of America, right? And I was like, you're absolutely right. The crowd kind of laughs or doesn't laugh or stuff, but if Pen laughs really hard, we're like. Good. That yeah.
2: joke killed. Ding ding ding. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh no, There, there are two. There are two shows that I've worked on where I actually like hung out a lot with uh with a celebrity kind of like out, outside of the 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 world of the show. One was with Jason Alexander. Yeah, and I did that exact same thing. Like I know exactly the things that I would say that I said that like Jason Alexander laughed at and whatever else. And the other was with Jerry Springer. Right. And, like, Jerry and I, we, we like we we fell into this rhythm somehow of going to this one bar all the time. Right. And he didn't drink. He would smoke a cigar while I would drink, and we would just sit there and shoot the shit. And God. get I'm not
3: necessarily a huge fan of Jerry Springer, but God, has gotta, he's got to be good at shooting this shit. He, I mean, he has got to
1: be a good storyteller. Well, I mean, you got to think, like, outside of the Jerry Springer show, before he was the Jerry Springer that we know. Yeah. Well, I mean, A, like long before that, he was the mayor of Cincinnati. Right. I mean, he was the mayor of a major city. Right. Done right there. Yeah. Like I've you, you say, like, oh, sit down and have a conversation with a former mayor of a major American city. I'm very interested to sit down and talk with that person already. No, and hosting the type of talk show that he hosts. But before he before he hosted the Jerry Springer show, or before the Jerry Springer show became the Jerry Springer show he was being groomed to be the next Donahue. He, like mm. his initial talk shows were very serious, yeah. like Phil Donahue back in the eighties and nineties. He was supposed to be that guy. Oh no,
3: and that's what I say. But even on the, even the bottom rungs, even the bullshit that you're talking about, that's storytelling. Yeah, your ability to facilitate hillbillies for an hour. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fabilitate. Yeah, fabilitate.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and I'm and I'm. Probably a lot like you. I never really got into the show. Yeah. Like there was nothing. I, I knew it as kind of a punchline. But I mean, <laughs> I got to know him as this very intelligent, very articulate person that was really fun to hang out with.
0: The ability to facilitate hillbillies. <laughs> I love that it's hillbillies. That are coming. <laughs> it was a lot of hillbillies, though.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. No, I mean, you know, uh, whatever. You want to call pumpkins. I don't know. whatever
0: pumpkins. Yeah. No Hillbillies is better. They are <laughs> hillbillies. Freaking... Hillbillies,
3: by the way, is what British people call Americans, and In it's general? the most insulting thing you could—the most insulting term for is he called an American hillbilly? is called uh, call yeah, the hillbilly. hillbilly. Yeah,
1: um, I'm with it. Anyhow, so I imagine that's all I was to say is I bet Jerry Springer's a great oh, drinking buddy, just great, really great, oh. just great. Because it was like he had an hour to kill or so each night after the show before his wife got done doing what she was doing. How attracted. To him were you? None. Okay.
2: Okay. None?
0: I thought he was gonna go throat. <laughs>
2: throat.
3: <laughs> oh, the- Springer <laughs> keeps smoking that cigar, Jerry. I'm gonna keep drinking. You keep smoking that cigar, and let's just do the math.
1: Oh. Springer did have the best pickup line that I ever, that I have ever seen, though. What is that? And it was, it was you know, just a complete joke pickup line. I never I never saw him be unfaithful to his wife or anything like that. But his pickup line was. Uh, you know, I'm ugly as a motherfucker, but I'm rich as hell. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right then.
3: I, I I guess that's not one that we all can use. No. Not one you, can, you can
1: shop so, around. If that fits you, you can use that line. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's
0: special.
3: Anyhow, yeah. So that bucket show. And then, uh, on top of that, people are a couple a uh, guest on our show, yeah, Breon Jene,
0: yeah, Breon, the and, minister, and her just a couple weeks ago, JB, JB, who many times have been our sole audience right, for the Bucket at show. At the Bucket show, they're both the big early, fans. We have, triple threat in the early days, just for them.
3: Yeah, in the early days, we there's a couple shows we performed just for them. Uh, P.S. Uh, he proposed to her during our show. Right. proposed marriage to Breon during our show. Now, when we were interviewing Breon, I knew that JB wanted to propose to her and wanted to do it <laughs> at the Bucket Show.
0: Wow, you had to keep that under your hat.
3: I had to keep it under my hat, but I did actually, if you go back and listen to that oh, episode. Oh, we talked, we talked
1: about it on I the show. I asked her
3: about her getting married, and it was for the sole purpose of fucking with JB, who I knew would be listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because someone asked me about that on Wednesday yeah. at the at the bucket show they were like you just asked i, I think yeah, they yeah. i think they thought i had asked her. No, and i no. was like oh no i didn't say anything about it but i yeah, yeah. i heard <laughs> it happening cuz well,
3: the conversation was she was like i think I want to propose to Brian at the at the bucket show do you do you care do you care if i did something like that i was like i don't care i don't know if it's something you want to do <laughs> I
1: wouldn't necessarily recommend it.
0: Is I this the foot you want to get off
1: on? Could,
3: is this
0: really the move? I could, I could, this I is could, the start. I could think of, I don't know, a thousand more romantic things to do than to propose in the bucket show. In fact, let me tell you about how I proposed. But you know what? It was. And then he left. It was their first date. And then he fell He said it was their first date, right? Their first date was to one of our, yes, our shows. Yeah, their first date was to our show. So that was very romantic.
3: It, it, it that <laughs> idiosyncrat-
0: idiosyncratically romantic to yeah, them, but sure. but it was romantic. It's it's a lot of heavy lifting on their part. I don't. Although I'm not opposed to the bucket show becoming a regular place where people propose. I mean, our That'd crowd be went hot. nuts. They went bananas. Our
3: crowd went fucking crazy. Bananas Foster. <laughs> the, so. <laughs> So when he called me the day of, I honestly had forgotten that that was the, like I knew what it proposed at a bucket show. I forgot it was at that bucket shop. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like it was I just the was, like, I miss show. It was like, I was like, I was was like, it's gonna be a mess no matter when it's you do it. True. Whenever Let's you want to do it, just do let it. me know. You know, uh. <laughs> you 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 got a green light. Whenever you want to come, by a Let's bucket show it. propose to her. You can propose in front of ten people. Go for it. And so it was a it was a packed house, and and, and I had a feeling, you know. A lot of people just talked about it. I was like, "Oh, well, I think a lot of people are going to come out and see Penn tonight." Yeah. You know, I think when the, when they one of the greatest entertainers. <laughs>
0: well, we get a feeling for time. it. We get a feeling for it with the traffic that we get on our page. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the stuff. Right. So,
3: everybody was going bananas for it.
0: This
3: so, when he called me that day, like, "Hey, I'm still going to propose to Brandt tonight," I was like, "Oh, do you know Penn's coming to the show?" And he was like, "No," and I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> one, keep your plan." And two, this is actually going to be a pretty good deal. Yeah. It's going to be, be a little different environment than of, you're planning on. Be So just know there's going to be a lot of folks there. Lock and load. And then uh, we came up with a plan to do... I wanted to do... Oh, this is, this is a fun fact about the proposal. The game that we did to create the proposal was not my suggestion. It was his suggestion. What did you want to do? I wanted to do a, do a scene where... Because I've done this before and it's fun. Where you do the short form game of... You have a, a... Usually you do with two single people in the house. You find a single guy and a single gal... And then you create their first date on stage and they can go buzz or ding to whatever choices you make. Okay. And you basically create... You're like, hey, let's go to the movies. Aunt. let's go to dinner. Aunt. let's go to this rock. You know, ding. All right, you know, so you go to the rock. You know, whatever. So you you make them... You force them to create this date between two strangers. And it's really fun to do. And I said, we'll do that. And then what would be fun is that we could try to do a marriage proposal. And she goes, Aunt, you go ding. And then we could... Right. Ever go like what and we'll put you on stage or whatever. And he was like, eh, no, no, no. I want to do moving bodies. <laughs> and I was like, All right, let's do moving bodies then. <laughs> and he goes, Maybe we can do a situation where like you guys get down and you 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 know, I'll make you guys propose and then um then we'll like switch places or something. And I was like, No, no, no. <laughs> We're gonna move you. We're gonna move you. There you I'm, go. I don't want to move you in a position to propose. So if you go get a chance, you can check out the video. I think it's online somewhere. Is it on our page? It is. Yeah. So go to, again, go to Facebook.com slash bucket show. It's really romantic. It it's lovely. Adorable. And take it from a guy who loves for
0: proposals. <laughs> we should have played uh, candle grenade where one person is endowed as a candle, the other has a grenade, <laughs> and the hilarity ensues.
3: So we 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 uh, we Paul was started moving Brian and I was moving J B and the thing that he said afterward that she pissed, he was like you guys really made me have to improvise, and I didn't want to at all. I was very nervous. <laughs> but, but we we made them go up on stage, and we said we're going to move them and make them know do a I, scene. What
0: I loved about it was that, of course, we didn't plan shit because we don't plan shit. No! And yet. Whether you, this is your
1: first episode of listening to Ice Cream Social or not, you I, know we don't plan shit.
0: I turned Brian and you put JB in position. Yeah. And I turned her. It was. Couldn't have yeah, timed yeah.
1: it
3: better. Yeah, Paul and I, we just, we just. <laughs> the whole plan was like I said to Paul, I got the ring in my pocket. So there's no turning back. He's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I said because I got to put the ring in his hand. And I said we'll just do moving bodies and then we'll just, will just make him propose. That was our plan. That was <laughs> we it. <had> no <laughs>
1: plan. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so that was enough for us to go do the thing. It was perfect. And I loved it because so if you, if you watch the whole video on Periscope and you go to Periscope at Bucket Show you can watch the whole show. We had Penn come out and do a song. Then we joined Penn and did a song. Then we did a game where we brought people up on stage and made them propose to each other. So about like a half hour into the show, Paul and I actually hadn't done anything. We hadn't made a joke. We hadn't played a full game. No, nope. we hadn't done shit. So it was a regular bucket show. <laughs> it was yeah, a regular, a regular. Just come by any week. Penn might come by or some other celebrity. You know, there might oh, be a marriage proposal. I've been half
1: an hour in, you haven't made a joke yet. Ah,
3: ah. Oh, the best thing was that. uh True. We actually, after Penn played, we said, "Listen, we know some of you here are not here because you want to see an improv show." We're gonna cover our eyes, <laughs> Paul. Again, we did not play this. Paul just said we're gonna cover our eyes. We'll count to ten, and if you want to leave, you, you go know, ahead. You go ahead, and yeah, we so. covered our eyes. And there really was a woman. <laughs> One lady left. had to go. There was a woman who really she had to work in the morning. She really wanted to see Penn play. <laughs> had no which is name for the show. And so Paul and I covered our eyes, and I saw her get up, and I thought it was a regular trying to fuck with us. No. You know? I did not think it was a real deal <laughs> oh. thing.
0: And so. And she tossed money in the bucket on her way out. And she tossed uh, money in the bucket,
3: but I ripped my hands away from my eyes and yelled, "Fuck you! Hey, you sit the fuck back down!" And I thought she was going to and laugh, and she didn't. She put money in and left. And so <laughs> she 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 had never been to a bucket show before. She probably won't come again, and certainly not because I yelled "fuck you" at her like eight times as
0: she ran out the door. <laughs> you betrayed her trust. I did. I. W- I, w- I we went- said. We said I- it's all good. I know. You go. Eyes closed. I could have
3: sworn we we're going to do a bit together. <laughs> And then instead, I was just yelling at some lady, fuck you a thousand times, and she's never going to see me again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I wish I'd chased her into the hall and been like, just kidding. Good
1: night. Yeah. She knows. Well, so right after the proposal, <laughs> I guess the Brandon and JB went outside. Yeah. They went out into the hall. Yeah, to you have make like a, a, few, a little calls, moment. have yeah. a moment, get a drink. Well, so that's, that's when old Jacob comes walking up to the to the bucket show. I'm walking into the door. I see the two of them outside. I go, hey, hey guys, how you doing? And I go to walk in the door. And uh, she says, you missed it. You missed it. I say, like, and i and like, in my mind, I'm like, why? Because I knew Penn had already done his song. I'm like, wow, they, they really liked this song. They love No Martyrs No Saints. Yeah, they he were really it. into the song. I they was did, like, hey, three great. Three
0: encores, we called it a night. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I was
1: like, yeah, I always miss the first part. I, it sucks. I, didn't ever, I never see the first bit of anything. And uh, she's like, no, no, no. Uh, wait and she like points at her hand at this engagement ring that's now on her hand. Oh. I'm like, oh, oh that's that's very nice.
3: They're sweethearts. Yep. They're they're sweethearts. Uh, they're they're both good 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 folks. Good kids. Good kids, the kids they are. And so yeah, I was <laughs> we couldn't have front loaded our show anymore. A pen and then a <laughs> wedding proposal insane. and then now let's watch these two guys make dick and fart jokes
0: for the next half hour. Well, thankfully also Sarah came up and joined us. Yes. That helped a lot. And uh,
3: some guy who was drunk <laughs> was like Penn's wife's really hot. And I was like, uh, ah! that's not Penn's wife. That is my wife. And uh, thanks. I uh, <laughs> Admittedly, I was drunker than I thought.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, and then she came up to play the long form. And, uh, and then Penn told an amazing story. So yeah, if you get a chance to watch the whole show, basically by having Penn in the eyes, I didn't want to didn't want to just try to do improv in front of him. So we, the story I, was great.
0: There's, there's a, <laughs> the story led us to some really funny thing? It's my favorite
3: form. And it's made famous in Chicago. It's called the Armando. What happens is people tell true stories Mm -hmm. and you make up scenes based on little pieces of the story. You break, Mm -hmm. you take, you peel little pieces and if it's done well, as I coach it, you should be able to understand that you're not reenacting the whole story. No, not at all. But you should also get a real direct line of like, oh, that's that detail. There's yes, a taste of it. Being explored right there. Yes, 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 you yes. You know. Mm-hmm. And I thought we did a fine example of an Armando off I of agree. Penn's story. I agree. And, uh, and Penn, and I laughed because Penn told a doozy. I mean, it is just a There's great, a good story. great story. Yeah. And the energy which he told it, I, as someone who, you know, I work with Penn every week. When Penn was on Ice Cream Social- Episode two hundred. Go back and check it out if you haven't. It was wonderful because Penn relaxed, and the the Pen like when I go have coffee with Penn with a few people like that. The Pen that, that that's on episode two hundred of our show is who you have coffee with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Penn on Penn Sunday School is wonderful. He has a responsibility to his audience though. People rely on him to be a libertarian. They rely on him to, to you know speak as a world famous entertainer. They rely on him to speak as an author. You know, and he has this. Well, he's, doing, and, he's he's running a show also. He's running a show for an hour and a half. He's, he's the watching bit. the clock, he's it's doing he's doing everything. Yeah. So when we brought him up on stage to tell a story and and he just verbalized the whole process out loud of what we're asking for him, he was very casual and funny and charming and then told yeah. this amazing story. And it, I love that energy of him. I just like because I, I felt like both the, if you go back and watch that up the, 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 the bucket show on Periscope, or listen to episode two hundred. That is what it's like to hang out with Ben, mm-hmm. and it's right. really wonderful, and uh, it's it was it was great, and he tells and he just tells a fucking crazy <laughs> ass fucking story, It's a naughty story when he was a crazy motherfucker. Uh, so go check that out as well. There's some nudity. There's some possible crimes. Yeah, there's all there's good stuff. And again, we're using this uh, we're, we're Gary Johnson in studio. Check out Ben's high school. Uh, so uh, anyhow,
1: all right. Speaking of Gary Johnson, yes. I'm hope hopefully. On Monday, oh, yeah. as, as we as you're hearing this today, hopefully, at least Matt and I, I don't yeah. know if Paul's planning on going into this or not, go into the uh, Libertarian debate. Hosted by Penn. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I was just telling my dad the other day, Donald Trump had a rally here a few months ago, right, yeah. b- right before the, the Republican primary in, in Nevada. And I had the time, I had, and I had the opportunity to go to this rally. And I really wanted to. I, I was kind of... Right. It was one of those things I was like... I'm you were a, in on the joke then. Well, it wasn't so much that as I was just, I was really curious. I wanted to go see this thing because this was when, this was, this was in the middle of all of the, the craziness at the Donald Trump rallies with the, you know, people punching people and, and, you know, yelling terrible things at people. And, you know, it was all of that stuff going on. Ah. Uh, and I, and I talked to my dad that day. Like, I never want to go where I know people are going to throw fists. I was, I was just curious. I was really, I, I was just in that mindset. You know, I was curiosity
0: like, I, does. It's- solves all of life's great questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Similar to where I was going with it, yes. <laughs> But then I decided not to go because I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, and it's gonna depress me. It's gonna make me mad, and I, I don't want to spend my, my day. You were a white male. You would've been fine. <laughs> no, but I would've, I would've watched it. I would've been
3: aggravated. You were a white heterosexual male. You could've been in and out. You could have had a beer, pretzel. I probably wouldn't You'd have gotten, gotten
0: punched. Fine. You would not have
1: gotten
3: <laughs>
0: punched. Uh, you, you there, you there, Jacob? Why don't you get the blowjob line over here? You,
1: you, 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 oh, you, there's you a get, line. You get cutsies. Oh, I always get cutsies in the blowjob line. You're fluffed. <laughs> You fluffed. You're fluffed. Instead of
2: you
1: <laughs> You're fluffed. You fluffed. You fluffed. But I didn't go because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be pissed off. I'm gonna leave it, and it's gonna ruin my whole, my whole night. And and so I didn't go. And now I regret not going. Right. Because now I'm like, because even if there's another, which there may be, there may be another Donald Trump presidential rally now that he's the presumptive candidate, there may be another rally, but it won't be that, it won't be that moment in history anymore. Can I tell you? I don't think he's gonna win a state. I don't think he's going to win one. Really? That's Florida?
2: my guess.
3: Florida? Florida, Florida has black people and women in it. Wait, it does? Yeah, and Latin and Latin people. A lot of Latin Since people. Since when? I don't think he's going to win a state. Wow. I might eat my words. I know. I you heard, heard it here first, folks. I just don't think so.
1: I mean, I think he will. I think he'll win a few. Quite a few.
3: Here's the thing, because we have listeners from all over, all over the country now. Yeah. Who thinks Donald's going to win their state? That's what I want to know. Because I don't think he's going to win Nevada.
1: I don't think he'll win Nevada. I don't uh, think he's going to win Jersey. Barack Obama won Nevada both times that, yeah. that he ran. Although the second time was close. Sure. Um, I could see him winning. Like I'd I, i, I I'd be surprised if he didn't win Louisiana. You think he's got Louisiana? Yeah. Paul, you think he's got my, Kentucky? My home state. <sighs> I'll be surprised if he doesn't win Texas. I mean, Kentucky. I don't
0: think because I, I think, think so there's uh, such a uh, the guy that got in there right now, Brevin. Yeah. The governor. Yeah. Everybody's on such a mad on, and they can't believe that it happened. Yeah. That I think everybody's like on hawk patrol. Now They've already, already
3: like, had like a
1: mini a mini Trump. Right. They're happened. like, oh shit, we. Well, really- I mean, Louisiana recently has now has a Democratic governor. Right after getting rid of Bobby Jindal. I was going to say, right. Jindal's out now finally? Jindal's out, and uh, there's, a new, there's a new Democrat it's a shame he's in. So much charisma. I can't believe he's Oh, man. It.
0: Boy, oh, boy.
1: <laughs> no, I was just, again, I was having a conversation with my dad the other day. We were, we were M. Talking Night Shyamalan, that oh, fucking guy.
0: He is terrible. <laughs> but in, in 2016,
1: Trouble. Bobby Jindal was probably the only person that could get a Democrat into the governor's mansion in Louisiana.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. I, I understand it. what you're saying. Yeah.
1: I mean he 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 did it but I still think they'll go republican in in the uh in the presidential
3: I'll be curious I'll be curious I mean I I he's he just, he, just, he just shouldn't be president. <laughs> he just shouldn't be. He just shouldn't be president. Like, this isn't about
1: politics. I mean, I hope, I, I sincerely hope that I'm wrong. A lunatic con man is running for president. A lunatic con man reality show host is running for president.
3: A game show
1: host. Yeah.
3: It's not like, even just a reality show. No, I mean, Apprentice is a game show. Right. It's a game show. Ah, there like, are prizes I'd galore. Rather, I'd rather there's prizes galore. I'd rather vote for. <laughs> I'd rather vote for Alex Trebek. I think he's Canadian. <laughs> though, right?
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's not.
0: St- I wasn't going to stop Cruz. I uh, know. Uh, Maybe that's what.
2: what voting actually for,
0: actually for Alex Trebek. Being Canadian, or or either or,
2: yeah.
3: All right, let's get a scoop mail. And I promise bits galore because we've been we, 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 we've been flying hot in heaven. Yeah. You, I'll even write the summary to fast forward to whatever we 111 in. Yeah, we're about we're about 111 in. Right All right, now. I can even tell people forward to
1: 111. going to skip the other stuff? <laughs> skip straight to scoop mail.
2: <laughs>
1: so welcome, listeners. Welcome, scoops. We have a scoop mail here from ah. Emily. Hi, Emily. Uh, Emily is uh, writing about our Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, she, she's writing in about Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, hey, guys, I'm a mom of two kids who are no longer Chuck E. Cheese's age. I lived through the nightmare and came out the other side. Plus, <laughs> my children are still alive, which totally counts as far as qualifications go. We agree with you. Wait,
3: I, 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 people,
1: our, our scoop members are giving Chuck E. Cheese some short shrift here. I, I'm a fan. Well, that, that, that is, she, she is not here to bash Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. She's here to give advice. Here is how to track your little kids while at Chuck E. Cheese. Get a helium balloon for each kid. Bonus points if each kid gets his or her own color. Attach helium balloon to a, a back waist loop of each kid's pants. Get creative if you manage to dress them without belt loops. Make sure the string on the balloon is about adult height. You will see where your kids are by seeing their balloon bobbing about. <laughs> that's good. If one, I definitely could use that. I definitely lose track of the kids here and there in the old Chuck E. Cheese. If one wanders away because you get distracted by the thousand eighty gigjillion real number things going on, you will be able to track them down. My kids no. even managed to do the big hamster habit trail thing that our local Chuck E. Cheese had running along
3: the ceilings. I'm distracted because I get I start playing the basketball pop shot games for tickets. I start shooting hoops. <laughs> that's why I. That's that's where I lose my kids. Is I'm trying to play basketball yeah. And ski ball <laughs> <I'm> play- <laughs> I don't lose my kids Because I'm distracted You're- I lose my kids Because I'm very focused <laughs>
0: You're Kareem versus Bird All yeah, of a sudden Exactly no. like, Oh shit I'm
3: playing fucking ski ball Here we go I see a high score in ski ball I gotta attack that I gotta play some fucking uh, Oh no I gotta play some hoop, sh- hoop shoot <laughs> And I gotta play um, Oh they got fucking Deal or no deal For tickets They You play their I told life you my Deal
0: of- or no deal story? No We're on the boat and yeah. uh, Nug was with me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Right? we love Nug. And so we go to the arcade on the boat. Yeah, and I spent a lot of money on the boat arcade. <laughs> <laughs> they have- you don't get
3: off the boat because you don't want to spend money. No, you never go to another restaurant that isn't included in the no. plan. But they got an arcade,
0: and you get fucking loop. It was a dollar a play, and they had the new Hydro Thunder. <laughs> It's, that's where your money went. I spent four, Hydro Thunder. I spent 40 plus dollars on Hydro Thunder. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't Hydro Thunder, it was uh I can't remember what it's called. Something hurricane. Anyway, uh, anyway, I, I played shut but they had the deal or no deal ticket game.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, the dealer no deal ticket game. Yeah. And
0: it was me and Nug and a couple other people, and I was like, I'm doing this shit. And I'm actually pretty good at watching where the case goes. No, no one is, but go ahead. Oh yeah? Because I did. And I picked it, and I kept going, no deal, no deal, no deal, all the way through, and I won the Once. jackpot. And then the, and then I did it a second time, and I got second. Okay. I mean, it was ridiculous. All right, I'm taking you to Chuck e. Cheese with me next time. I, fucking, I'm really good at that stupid game, unless it's been rigged, and sometimes I rig them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or you got lucky twice. No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> they came and watched me. They sh- I watched the damn thing. All right, all right, all right. You can find all it. All right. Anyway, I play video games a lot. I. <laughs>
1: anyway. Breaking news, people. I'm speaking of
3: jealousy, I guess. I'm uh, speaking from jealousy. Uh,
0: yes, because then I walked away Go with on a Velcro Toy Story watch. What? No, no, Velcro Toy Story wallet. <laughs> I was going
3: to say, a Velcro watch makes no sense. Vel- <laughs> this is just the band. In a Velcro in which wallet. case you just have a watch.
0: Yeah, no, nobody vel- gives a shit about it. Velcro, <laughs> the Velcro wallet, Toy Story wallet. Oh, Velcro Toy Story wallet! What broke the fucking bank? I'm supposed to ship and just turn around and go home. Well, the bitch of it is, you had to feed the tickets into a ticket machine oh. to count all the tickets. It worked okay, but it just took a long time because <laughs> there's nobody in there working. Half the-
3: your cruise was just put, put, yeah. feed the fucking tickets
0: in the Hell, machine. That was a long night. I oh, think there was man. a football game on that night. I uh,
3: <laughs> I, I tried to have. You know, skee-ball's my jam, right? I'm a Jersey Shore I didn't boy. I not know skee-ball is your jam. Love skee-ball. Mm. Love skee-ball. In fact, even when I moved to New York, there was a bar called Ace Bar in 13th and 3rd that Do had two skee-ball machines. Do you have a In my house? Yeah. How? No, I, I get it. I, I talked about having a pool and a hot tub, so now you think I can afford everything? <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford a fucking skee-ball machine at my house. We're going to work on this problem. <laughs> I mean, I would love it, right? You no, know I'm saying 13th and 3rd there's a bar called Ace Bar in New York.
0: They're not that expensive,
3: and they had two skee ball machines. There you go. And I played skee ball against. I'll name drop Jane Krakowski from uh, from Thirty Rock. Get and, out. And, uh, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and like a thousand Broadway shows.
0: My wife just exploded. But my, uh, she yeah loves oh, her. My, well, my friend, Sorry, was, yeah.
3: my friend was dating her, and I, we were at the bar, and as things were like, it was awkward because it was a super famous person hanging out. My friend who was dating her, and we all were like, hey. And then all of a sudden, she saw skee ball, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a skee ball playing motherfucker!" And she's like, "Oh, I'm a skee ball playing motherfucker!" And I was like, "No, no, no. Let me just say. Long story short, I destroyed Jane at school. <laughs> I just wanted to just say, you did well, not pull your punches. No, I did not pull my punches. Took my friend ski ball. Schooled. My friend was already dating her. Had yeah. had, had she been single, i single. Maybe it would have gone differently. But it was already already happening. Um, Sarah and I were there, and uh, and and Jane and my friend were dating, and so. I ski balled. Anyhow, so Chuck E. Cheese, last time I was there. So, oh, don't shit on Chuck e. Cheese because here's the thing. So, my kid is terrible twos. He's a fucking motherfucker right now. <laughs> About to become a teenager. He just decides he just fucking wants to just, just, you know, everything's like he's fucking Stalin. Just everything's his marching orders every day. <laughs> he tells us how every single thing, like what rooms I like can wait in while he goes to the potty. Oh, like I'm going to go potty. You wait in the playroom. Why do I have to wait in a different room while you go fucking take a <laughs> leak? First off, you need my help. (laughs) Uh, So he's a little fucking Hitler. And so. um,
0: Did you you get a treehouse yet? No. Someplace you can just. I don't know
3: if I have a a tree. You're right. I do have a tree. Well,
0: I'm just talking about, like, you know, to the treehouse, motherfucker. We'll see you tomorrow. For me. No, No, for for him.
3: him. (laughs) Um, Yes. You pull that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're sleeping
1: in the treehouse. Oh, well, we're we're getting close, yeah. So what we've had to do is because he, he started a be- tough shed with a padlock on it,
0: tough? dude, and you could leave the sign on, he's, and that way he'd learn this is the tough shed. The tough start, shed. You think you know what? Tough shed.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now I just uh, I just waterboard him. No, Cause, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> good. No, because what happens is like so in heated pool, in water. really hot pool water. My,
2: that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's already. It's like what is this tea?
2: <laughs> is it
1: hot tea? <laughs> Am I drowning, or am I a pack of instant noodles? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit. I
3: just started throwing salt cubes. Flavor in the- package bou- bouillon. <laughs> I, just that boy up. I just started throwing bouillon in the tub and be like, you better go the fuck to bed.
0: You're about, you're about to get noodled up. Uh, noodles!
3: Noodles! Noodles! <laughs> so yeah, it's brought a whole new meaning of noodles to my house. So... Uh, he's a fucker, and so uh, in my in, he started trying. He started throwing fits At my babysitter because you know Sarah and I both work at night. You know, so it's we have a sitter put him to bed every yeah. night, and he basically wants to sleep in any bed but his. Like he just would point and just insist on going to bed in, 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 in our bed, bed or yeah. the guest bed or downstairs, and just wouldn't go to sleep in his own bed. And so we bribe him by now. He he basically if he is good, he is if he is good for his nanny. He gets a sticker, and if he gets stickers, <laughs> we go to Chuck E. Cheese on Monday. Ah. Day on.
2: So ah, Chuck E. Cheese
3: I love it. is now the dangling fucking carrot. Are you? The carrot.
0: Are you a? Uh, are, are, are you a Death Clock fan? Metalocalypse? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember the sticker episode? No. Oh. They have the sticker reward, oh, yeah, yeah. banana stickers as their reward. It rewards. was my wife's idea. And I thought, uh, I was like, you're wonderful. crazy. This no, is going to work. She's right. She's
3: totally right. It I fucking mean, works. Because lollipops is how we got potty trained. Everybody does all this potty training. is like, the only reason why that my kid is potty trained is because of lollipops. As soon as we realized he liked lollipops, we immediately made that fucking bribery for him to go fucking piss and shit. Right. He was Esther talking, does the same thing he was talking a lollipop out of lollipop. I advise
0: against taking him to its sugar. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I have actually taken <laughs> him to its sugar. And he's like, Daddy. Just shit himself. And I was I like, really you take a dump go. right go. now. I you really take a fucking go. huge dump. I got shit There's so a giant lollipop, you take a huge <laughs> Here, dump right now. Go inside this mammoth sized pez. <laughs> yeah, I'll
3: t- <laughs> let me let me scoop out this marshmallow milk chocolate cup. <laughs> Use it as a
0: toilet. <laughs> A giant Reese's. Oh, so, oh. there you
3: go. So, Ew. so now we've gone to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it was just peanut butter. He, so this Monday was the first time we rewarded him for being good. This is his first reward time. First, his first first time he made six straight days oh. being good in a row for for our nanny. Yeah. And so we went to Chuck E. Cheese, and I and, and he's he's really been super smart and so like advanced lately that I was like, all right. And I was like, let's have a father-son moment. Let's play some skee-ball. Let's, let's, let's you and I hit the skee-ball court, you know? Court. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Ramp.
1: No, I like court.
0: Ramp. What so, is the is skee-ball? Court. It's, it's a court. It's a court. It's the octagon? Yeah, yeah. So
3: <laughs> I was like trying to show him, like, let's throw it. And so he <laughs> stopped. I don't know how he didn't get kicked out. He starts (laughs) throwing overhand because the only way he knows how to throw is just chucking skee-balls. And then it's just like bonk, clank, boom, smash. Like he's just chucking ski balls. He can't be going in the machine. Nowhere near the machine. <laughs> I mean, it's end going in other people's ski ball courts. Yeah, yeah. It's going just across the room. I mean, oh. just hitting the, the plexiglass
0: that protects it. Are I'm they saying, super hard ski balls? Or are they the, yeah, 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 they're, they're big fucking. They're the real, real ski wooden yeah, ski yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah, they're real. Like yeah, they, they got weight to them. But they're uh, they're yellow like cheese, right? Uh, these ones are blue. What the fuck, Chuck E. Cheese? I know. I know. What's going on? Hex. But,
1: the, but this is a Chuck E. Cheese. Hex. The, your kid is not the first kid that is throwing skee balls. Oh, I so just couldn't believe how much noise they how much are. Much used violent to that. noise
3: it was making, and uh, I didn't care. I just I was playing skee ball with my kid. I the moment, uh, the bonding moment was still yeah. rock solid. Absolutely. Absolutely, there's no achievement. But uh,
0: achievement is the moment.
3: I loved it. I loved it. <laughs>
0: That's great.
3: So, anyways, Chuck E. Cheese is the only reason why my kid goes to bed at night. What kind of stickers uh, are they? With that stickers? Uh, oh, uh, the uh, uh, stars, little like brightly glittery, glittery, different colored stars. Got it. And we drew a calendar. We've drawn, drawn a calendar that uh-huh. hangs above his uh, his coloring table. All right. Yeah.
2: Nicely.
1: Played. All right. Where are we on the scoop, Mill? Sorry, I'm trying to find if skee ball machines are called anything other than skee ball machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, court, court ramps. Yeah, court, court ramp. ramp
0: is what it is. its has got to be.
1: Uh, Emily says some other stuff that we've kind of lost track of now. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Emily.
0: No, she said, she said that her kids were able to even traverse <laughs> the uh, difficult maze with a balloon tied yeah. to their butt. So oh. she tied
1: a balloon onto her kids so she could see her kids. I like that. I like that yeah. idea. And then she included some difficult uh, words to pronounce at the end of her email to try to get me to pronounce those words. I'm not your puppet, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I don't like the predictors in the scoop
3: mail. They predict, like, go ahead, Paul, make the blank joke or whatever. It's a little deflating. Oh, another another good thing that maybe we should tell the listeners to try to get the scoop on there. If you write in the email that you are drunk while you write, we don't read it <laughs> oh, on air. It's
1: less likely.
3: <laughs> and it's for you that we don't do it. <laughs> We've got some great scoop We're like, and I know I'm drunk as I write this, and I know not regret this when you read it. I'm always like, no. <laughs>
2: we're doing we you a favor. We love you,
3: and we'd rather keep you as a listener. We're not going to read your drunken scribe, so don't tell us that you're drunk as you write, and don't tell us what to do as you write. Hold it together. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one here from the Enigma
1: Naut. Enigma Greetings, scoop ones! As someone who has worked in many retail jobs, I never tire of hearing other people's retail stories. Because misery loves company, I guess. Sure. So in that vein, I'd like to hear about any time in your past retail jobs or any customer-facing position where you lost patience with a dim-witted customer and responded in a way that crossed the line of professionalism. For instance, back in the mid-90s, I worked for one of the big office supply superstore chains. I won't name it, but if you needed some bent metal fasteners to hold paper together, it's a good place to go. So you worked at paper clips. <laughs> worked at paper clips. The store. Clips. Nice. Welcome to clips. What do you like?
0: Welcome to binder clips. We got binder clips here. At binder clips. We got special on papers. Welcome to file folders. Mm. Welcome to Manilas <laughs> Manilas You worked at Manila Gorillas. Manila Gorilla. <laughs> right. Your office super hole. Manila Gorilla. Your <laughs> office super hole. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Manila Gorilla, Oh, you'll find death chairs and a lamp, maybe. And how about this other guy who could work at your place?
1: Manila Ma- Gorilla's. Manila's just sounds like a terrible, terrible bar.
0: <laughs> Manila Gorilla's bar. Manila
1: Gorilla's bar and office supply store <laughs> hole. I'd go there. I was working with a customer who wanted a two-line cordless phone. The phone in question was not in stock, and the display was just a dummy unit, uh, much like Paul. Just a shell with no innards. That, I don't think that was in the mail. It was not. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, you dummy unit. Let Jacob breathe. <laughs> you,
0: you can learn a lot from You're a
1: dummy You're just w a shell unit.
3: with no innards. <laughs> Shut up, you shell with no innards.
0: Let Jacob I'll, breathe. I'll give you shell with no innards. Okay. Do okay, it. Okay.
1: Great. <laughs> I, eventually.
0: I'm dead on the inside, just like that phone. <laughs> I explained
1: this to the customer who you did will not seem to Donald get it. Tone. They did not seem to get it, but offered to check other branches in the area to see if they had one. I spent about an hour calling every branch in about a 30 mile radius and nobody had it. I made every effort to find this phone for the increasingly irritated and irritating man. Finally, I had to tell him that there were none to be had, but we could special order him one. He got angry and pointed to the display and said, I still don't understand why you can't just sell me that one. I'd explained numerous times during my calls, so this time I just blurted out, Sir, does it bother you that cheese would have understood me by now? (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty good. He went utterly red-faced and quietly said, I want to speak to your manager. How I didn't get fired for that, I will never know. Because you were in the dead right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why. Because so, fuck cause you guys. Cheese had your back.
0: <laughs> you are cheese. was cheese. like, he was right. Yeah. Your manager was, was actually right. cheese. I get it. Yeah, a big old, big old, old wedge you comes can walking can around. You can not sell me
3: that. I'm
1: cheese. You can not sell
0: <laughs> me that. What's your problem here? I'm mad.
1: So, Enigma not wants to know any stories that any of us have about that. My name's Kevin Cheddar. I'm the manager here. Is that uh, a problem? <laughs>
3: Yes, uh, cheese doesn't understand. Wait, have you? Do you have stories? Does that jog anything for you? Uh, I
0: don't usually say your shit out loud. Say my shit, but I had this one time at when I was working as a tube slinger at Hurricane Bay. What's a tube? Oh, oh, you, at you handed out tube. Kingdom? What? We handed out inner that is, tubes. That is just gay porn. We right? handed out inner tubes to go and play in the surf pool. And uh, the problem was, you had to bring a coin to our station, and then we would give you the inner tube, but you had to go get the inner tube, at an, or this, the coin, at another kiosk. Yeah. It was far away. And people saw the inner tubes, saw a line of people getting inner tubes, walked towards where the inner tubes are, then would show up and be like, sorry, you have to get a coin from the kiosk. Oh,
1: right that's frustrating i'm already bad sure right yeah now i bet there wasn't a sign either
0: there were a few but signs you if you worked retail you know
1: doesn't matter signs don't matter for anything
0: uh there were a few
1: signs the way you shut me down in a situation like that though like if i'm angry at you in in a situation like that is to point at a clearly marked and clearly visible sign and just like point that out to me and I'll be like god yeah, damn it I should I'll, have seen the fucking sign. Yeah
3: I'll mutter as I walk away But for sure. my favorite day yeah. oh, I'm not going to be happy but I'll yeah. leave. My
1: favorite day. I will day, leave defeated. That's true. I will leave yeah. defeated. This
0: dude came up. This big fat dude came up <laughs> and he's like I don't need to get me one of them air tubes. I'm, like, I'm sorry sir you have to have a coin uh, if you get the coin from the thing, thing and you you can then go and, and get the thing. You tell what, what do you mean? You have to go get the coin, and then you're coming. I got to go wait in that line, and then come back here and wait in this line again. I live in America. I do not live in Russia. I I, I lost my sh- I just started. I, I, I was like, <laughs> you made my day, sir. You made my day with your insanity.
1: So you were laughing. Kind of. Okay.
0: I was sniggling a bit.
1: You weren't angry. I wasn't angry you at, at all. Were
0: I was just in a state of... You are a joke Right It made me laugh You are a caricature Yeah you're a caricature That is one That is one Customer interaction That will stay with me For my life I don't live in Russia At uh, Starbucks uh,
3: In the 90's I was a Parista Aye And if Someone was On their cell phone When they came up To make an order I would skip them And get the person Behind their order (laughs) That's good and they would go like hey, 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 hey. And I would go, Hey, 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 I'm a human being. And I'd skip that and take the next person's <laughs> order.
1: Good. What a dick. Ah, that's time. not
2: dickish at all. <laughs> and then uh, It's not
1: dickish if Matt has never gone up to a Starbucks counter on his cell phone. Jacob
0: Matt? is
3: totally correct. Ah, there we go. Uh, absolutely the situation where I was like, fuck, I got a call. Karma
0: return. No,
3: it's not karma. It'd be karma if they didn't take my order, but they right. take uh. my order when I'm on my cell phone, now.
0: At the time I thought I was in the right. Yeah. latte. Also, uh,
3: if people were Starbucks phone. I just did whatever the fuck I wanted because it was a job I just kept socially like I, I had I worked at Starbucks so I wouldn't spend all the money I made bartending by having things to do. Yeah. All the time. And then uh, there was a lot of beautiful girls that worked there and then with that came a nice social circle that helped our parties. I basically worked at ah. Starbucks so that I'd have kick ass parties. Yeah. <laughs> and so I uh, <laughs> if there are people with all these intricate drinks, they're like, no, no, I need it made a certain way. I used to even if I knew how they had their drinks, if I was on bar, as they said, I would be like, yeah, I, I don't know how to make it. You have to get somebody else. <laughs> I just hated. It. They thought they could come in with a specialty drink. Like, right. we have a menu filled with like a fucking hundred drinks, and you have a different way. You gotta get something <laughs> yeah, made. No, your no, call like, fuck
1: you. Your cup of coffee. So I'd be like,
3: yeah, I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to make it. Muddle your own bay leaves, it. bitch. And they'd be like, no, no, I can tell you. you and I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to learn it. I was like, I already learned how to make drinks. I was like, I'm gonna. <laughs> I am good i do not know how to make these drinks. And the only thing I had in my favor, which I probably would not happen now, the only thing I had in my favor is that I was the fastest on whatever we did. So oh. if I was on register. I could fucking ring. I could get the fucking drinks made. I could get the drinks in whatever. And if I was on bar, I could knock out a what bunch of What was your favorite fans. drink to make? My favorite drink to make? Black Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking. Uh, I mean, I don't even know. I don't care. I just knew how to make. I like that
1: I knew how to make different drinks. Matt, to, Matt makes a mean bottle of water.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know how to like. Yeah, at the time, they, they, they. now it's all automatic, but at the time he had to be, It was a skilled position. So I like that I learned how to make drinks. Right. I knew, I knew that.
0: Uh, How's it espresso? automatic?
3: Now you just push buttons It's all loaded In the machine You just push it. Espresso shots Just come out
0: Yeah Oh espresso shots
3: Yeah yeah Okay And the milk They steam it themselves And like I set the steam Somehow I thought You were still myself. talking about
2: Wow, Starbucks.
0: I got really confused. Okay, what sorry. happened?
3: You about bartending?
0: I yeah, I thought you were talking about bartending.
3: Oh, oh bartending? No, I I was very nice to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that I'd rather deal with alcoholics than caffeine addicts any oh, day of the week. Yeah. People came to Starbucks for fucking yeah. dicks. The amount of dicks that came in to, to drink at Journey's Tavern th- far, small, less. even close, far less than people came to Starbucks until we had Scoop Fest. Well, there. Starbucks
0: I mean, has kookaroos.
3: Yeah, no, the regulars. Co- the regulars were crazier Starbucks than the
1: Jerry's tavern by sure. far, oh, by far. If you were if you're going into a Starbucks every day and spending, you know, 7 bucks on a cup of coffee, yeah. If that's your routine, there's yeah, long island is tea is a really fun drink to make. Cause you grab it's
3: all it's all well drinks and you just grab all of them at the same time. So you, what you do is you, it's it's five bottles and you can get them all in your hands at the same time and pour them at the same time.
0: So it's got a flare vibe to it. A,
3: it was a flare vibe to it. It was really fun to just get five bottles in your hand at the same time and just fucking Gosh. turn it over and crush them into it. And they're a all thing. equal parts. Yeah, so exactly. It makes it a real easy pour. Yeah, right? and it's just it's a fucking junk drink. Yeah. <laughs> so you really can't make it wrong because <laughs> <laughs> you put sour mix and coke in it. That's right. So it's like call it done. Any booze tastes good if you just blast it with sour mix and coke. Had we,
0: uh, we had the James T. Kirk at, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. fuck you.
3: First off, <laughs> Long Island Ice Tea, is so by the way, good. Long Island Ice Tea, by the way, is an automatic card. Even if you made it past the bouncer or whatever, if you ask for a Long Island Ice Tea, I was like, give me your ID. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, only people underage who want a Long Island Ice Tea. Right. No one above the age of 21 should want a Long Island Ice Tea. is a fucking junk ass drink. I, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I really don't think that
1: I've ordered a Long Island Iced Tea while over the age of 21? I know I have. I don't
3: think I have. I, know, I, drank I think all I only the time them when I was, when I was under 21. you like, <laughs> I need to get drunk now. Are like, you going to give me one drink? If I can get away with one drink before you kick me out, I'm going to go ahead and have all five booze and Coke and Sour
0: Mix. <laughs> my father-in-law and my brother were in town on Monday. My father-in-law had been in town for a little bit. Yeah. And my brother was in just for the day for a convention. And we met up at the pepper mill. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> he hadn't been. So we were hanging yeah, out. Yeah. And so. And I, <laughs> My father-in-law and I both ordered, uh, what was it, uh, Blue Hawaii's. Oh, God. <laughs> and so, and so it's so. Uh, it's so good. It was so sweet. Oh. It's like, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I, just, I drink the girliest oh, You shit. drink the girliest I, I don't want to taste any alcohol.
3: No. Whenever, like, <laughs> like if it was like a 50-year-old, is like, oh, I'll have a long iced tea. I'd be like, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm going to card you anyway.
0: There's nothing wrong. They just don't like the taste of alcohol. No, they don't. That's all there is to it. I hate
3: alcohol, but I really want to be drunk. Right. Like yes. I still have a lot of emotional pain. I'd like to numb right yeah. now. Could I just, hate the icky, ticky taste could of you alcohol. Just put a beer in this icy machine. <laughs> <Would> <laughs> yeah, be can you okay? You put some grenadine and ice and some beer. <laughs> Blend that shit. God, beer. Oh, the funniest thing was so so Starbucks when I worked in the '90s. Uh Frappuccinos were new, you know, and then all of a sudden the summertime hit. Like, Starbucks was not prepared for the amount of Frappuccino. Oh, that would come in. Yeah, like it was an unbelievable demand. Frapp
0: demand. Originally,
3: you know, if you if you know the history of Starbucks, which most people don't, Howard Schultz didn't even want to do skim milk or soy milk. You know, like he uh, a true latte was whole milk, and you just made it that way. You know, and he didn't want to do you know it was like so everything that they added was almost begrudgingly at first because he was a purist. You know. And so Frappuccinos was this thing where all of a sudden they were just making so much fucking money on Frappuccinos. But we were not prepared for it in, in our store because it's, it's just top on down. Yeah. Just, it's, it's a shit drink. It's a milkshake with caffeine, you know? Yeah. So then all of a sudden they got popular. And so they started talking about how how uh, hard it was. to. They started getting all these different varieties of Frappuccinos. And so the big thing that came in was they put in this big fucking um, – Super blaster of water that you added to the sink, right? So you just you screwed it in, and you could turn a, a blender pitcher upside down and just push it onto this thing, and it created this geyser of water that just blasted out. Oh, a clean thing. It. yeah clean thing, in one in shot because the speed of which you had to make now different mocha versus white mocha uh, versus whatever. So when the first so time it came around, out the blender because you just have to hand rinse out of the blender. And if you didn't do a good job, then all of a sudden you were tainting uh, all this the different t- Frappuccinos. Like a right? different Chino. And so Starbucks was not ready for the the, the the demand of the different variety of Frappuccinos versus the equipment in at the stores. At this point, do they yeah. have
0: dedicated blenders for variety of Frapp? I don't know. I got to
3: look at it, but at this point they have a lot of different... Now most stores have like four or five blenders. Yeah, they know. have a lot of blenders. But at the time, they used to just only have one or two.
0: Really? Wow, and that then, has changed a lot.
3: And so to make it fast, they had they gave you this thing. It was this giant, basically like a a, a, a bidet, a, a geyser, yeah, a geyser bidet slash vibrator hell. Faithful you know, bidet. Yeah. And what That's the funny what thing was made. is that you know the pressure sensor was this was this ring that you push down. If you put a plate on top, but if you didn't, a uh, or on top, or what you could do is just use your hand and Go. just wrench it down, and it would just shoot the ceiling with water. <laughs> and it was like the fucking front, front of the Bellagio inside a Starbucks, uh, and that classy and then, too. And then, if, and then if you wanted to, you could just do that and point your hand, and you could just create a geyser oh, water why and you shoot get it. somebody
2: five and ten, fucking ten, douse
3: three? and douse a coworker from like ten feet away. <laughs> And I was positive these things were invented just for mischief. I mean, I, until I was born, I just fucking blasted the ceiling full of water. It was the most fun thing in the world. Yeah,
0: you give somebody a fire hose and not expect them to go bananas. That was yeah. exactly it. It was so fun. It was so fun. Stanley Spadowski.
3: Uh, anyways, yeah, I was a, definitely a dick at Starbucks. I had yeah. nothing to lose. I mean, my quit. I think I've told this is on air, but in the early episodes, <laughs> but like, I got. I was basically like crawling around the restaurant as a crab with two of the, the tongs. The tongs to get the fucking pastries out. So this sounds familiar. I was crawling around like a crab in the general store while we were slow as a, as a scared crab, making everybody laugh. And the manager called me in the back and was like, Matt, can we talk for a sec? I was like, sure. I broke character
0: right away like a, an unprofessional clown. Oh. <laughs> were you still holding yeah. the tongs? See, if... If Spongebob had been a thing at that yeah, point yeah. It had been like, like yeah, It's we like the Krabby Patty Yeah guys. exactly
3: uh, And <laughs> he was like man You gotta decide whether or not you really want to work here <laughs> I literally turned to him I was like You're right let's just call it <laughs> We can be done <laughs> And I was like, as soon as you can figure out, something to cover my shifts. I'll stop working here. <laughs> that was how I quit. That's it a- was it was a casual suggestion from my manager, and I took him up on it. Right. So I uh, I had nothing to lose when I went there.
1: Yes, and yes, and <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never worked a job where I had direct interaction with the public. Oh wow! I've only I I, I have only done I except for one job that I did for a few months in high school. I've only done theatrical jobs. And I've, and I've never had direct contact with uh, with non-employees yeah, yeah, This
0: explains a lot, Jacob
1: But I have been very, very, very rude to uh, a few B-list celebrities out there Oh, sure C-list celebrities B and C-list celebrities uh, Who knows not Jerry Springer because you're drinking buddies with him Right no, like less less celebrity than Jerry Springer. Okay. Yeah, well, then yeah. you're probably still fine. Yeah. Like contestants on America's Got Talent level people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because they, they were rude to me. That type of a person? Or you're talking about contestants on America's Got Talent? I might be talking about t- contestants on America's Got Talent. <laughs> I, I might have been the sound designer for the first ever America's Got Talent live show. <laughs> and there might have been some singers on there that were rude to me for quite some time and one day i was not in a good mood
3: <laughs> and i Well, had right, cause the early ones it. were not just
1: now they're just a weekend run. Yeah. The the but first the early one ones ever were the, like a month, right? Well, the first one ever was supposedly going to be an open-ended show. Mm. It was it was supposed to run forever. Uh, they spent a lot of money on it and did all this right, stuff right, and right. they you know, they hired all these you know big-time designers and somehow i got hired as the sound designer. And uh, yeah, it was uh there was, there was Let one thing Jacob
3: you got hired because you're talented at what your job is. No, someone I mean, who's dealing with the sound issues at their own show.
1: I sure could use Jacob the audio guy right now. I tell you that. I'm I mean, I, I did a good job. The reason I say that I don't, I don't know how I got hired, was because the other people, that, the other designers that were involved, were names. Oh, they, okay. they were big. Like the lighting designer and they were dicks to
3: contestants on America's
1: Got Talent. I uh, no, they were too. <laughs> no, they were too. But they were big enough names that they they felt confident in doing that. Okay. Like the lighting designer was the guy that he he did all, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire the like all of the lighting effects and everything for that and like did did a bunch of stuff like he's a big fucking big fucking deal lighting designer people like that then there was me and there was this one singer in particular that kept coming at me oh just kept coming at me and one day with the because there were co-directors and with the two directors sitting like on a ledge right in front of the sound booth and the three of us were talking, and this guy is on the stage talking into a microphone and berating me. And I finally uh, said something very rude to him. I-, I picked up my microphone and said something very, very rude and very unprofessional to him, and uh, walked out. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and I, you know, took my ball and went home. <laughs> and the producer comes and chases me down, and like we have a show in you know twenty minutes or so. It was just a pre-show rehearsal for some for some yeah ungodly reason and uh it's yeah, i'm not gonna do it whoa i'm out and uh, this was like the first show so i was still running it like we didn't even have an operator it was just i was like we hadn't brought the operator in yet because it was still in that process and i was like yeah fuck you i'm out well my stage manager anxiety just went up yeah i still spoiler i still did the show (laughs) well you gotta but I proved my point first. Yeah, you got sure. P- by by God, I proved my point you first. Put it out there at some point. Yeah. there's only so much you can take. I, this little fucker had to apologize to me, which <laughs> which didn't didn't hurt. Sure, <laughs> that didn't hurt my
3: ego too much. No, no, no.
2: Oh, right. so, yeah.
0: That was Harry Connick Jr., everybody. We don't, I don't want to talk out of school, but it was Harry Connick Jr. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love Harry Connick I Jr. Do too. You leave him the fuck out I of this. I love Harry Connick Jr. Oh, oh, too. Come on. <laughs> American treasure. And true. And a Louisiana boy. That's And a, a big New Orleans guy. All right. Jack versus Nerd. Oh, yeah, that thing.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it <laughs> is.
3: I am a oh, human June. being. <laughs>
0: this is not Russia. I do not live in Russia. I live in America. I want my tube. Feel the churn. I want my tube. Feel the churn. I want my tube. This is not Russia. Give me my tube. Give me my tube. I got. You mean I got to go rent this thing? Just give me the tube.
3: I would be furious if I, I was uh, went online to be told to get back on the line to get back on the well, line. Then we I am absolutely people, on that guy's we side. We tell
0: people to get online like, no, sorry, you ordered the single tube, not the double eight tube. Oh, no. Oh. Because some people were like, I, I thought I was getting the eight tube. I thought that's all you had. It's like, no, we got single donuts and we got double eights. What do you want? What a shit job. Let me tell you. One of the shittiest. But what was fun about it was my friend uh, got married. And he had a costume marriage yeah. slash reception. Yeah. And I got to go right from that job at Hurricane Bay with my Hawaiian shirt on and my blue, bright blue <laughs> p- pants. And I was hula hula from the uh, Plastic Man cartoon show. <laughs> Without having to spend dime one on a costume, I was already, if you want to know what I looked like when, I, was, you? when, <laughs> I, look, when I worked at Hurricane Bay, <laughs> look up a picture of Hula Hula from the Plastic Man Animated Series oh, from way back in the 80s. That's that's what I looked like. All right.
1: There you go. <laughs> well, we got a, a jock versus nerd today from uh, the Knickerbocker Glory Hole. Wow. Oh, that yeah. is a fucking great name. Zoips. Yeah. <laughs> Dearest Matt, Paul, and Jacob, I have compiled a very special Spock versus Bird version of Jock versus Nerd. Spock
0: versus Bird. I like it.
1: I clearly came up with the name before the actual concept, so this will no doubt be the best example of Quizzery
0: this podcast
1: has ever seen. Here we go. I hope it's all
0: uh leonard nimoy and larry bird questions I think, that's the, I think that's the idea
3: this is perfect. This is perfect i don't think there's anywhere else you can go yeah. Yeah.
1: i have not read this yet but i think that's the idea and here we go spock, spock question bird. for matt yes true or false spock was originally supposed to have red skin as he was going to be half martian true uh that is correct true or false in the United Kingdom, there is a common practice of there is a common practice of spocking, which is the act of altering with a marker the image of Isaac Newton on the one pound note to make him look more like the half human, half Vulcan that we all know and love. This practice became suddenly more popular following Leonard Moy's death in 2015. Ah, uh, adding that fact to the end makes it true. That is false. <gasps> because um, it's a different denomination. the one pound note hasn't been in circulation since 1998 however the practice of spocking was a thing in Canada in the five dollar note image of uh, Wilfred Laurier oh wrong. fuck
0: you wrong denomination trick Canadian question
1: Canadian and British money trick is the same questions. to me same, same country people same to me tricky uh, true or false Spock was originally meant to kiss Lieutenant Uhura uh-huh. Thank you, but William Shatner pulled rank and demanded a rewrite. A rewrite, allegedly saying, uh, "Anyone, if anyone's going to be part of the first interracial kiss in television history, it's going to be me."
3: Uh, true, true. It is. Yeah, that sounds like something that um, William Shatner would do. Yeah, that sounds about right. And also, the idea that he was doing it for equal rights is laughable. He just wanted to kiss someone. Right. Okay.
1: Uh, so you're two out of three. All right. Too shabby. Yeah. So far, I'm loving this Spock versus Bird. (laughs) Bird questions for Paul. Here we go. True or false? After dropping out of the University of Indiana, Larry Bird worked as an ice cream truck driver. He very much enjoyed the job for the short time he did it until he enrolled at Indiana State the following year. That is true. That is false. (gasps) Bird worked as a garbage man during this time, but he did really enjoy making a difference uh, through his work.
0: Then what was up with the nickname Freezer Bird? (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: just coincidence bullshit i'm about to ruin y'all's team with some freezer bird
2: true or false? you're not gonna be
0: able to reclaim this meat it's got freezer bird i'm sorry you should have used better saran wrap i fucking freezer bird you
1: true or false the twitter logo is named larry the bird in honor of the hick from french lick i'll say true that one is true. All right. Good job. You're still in the running to tie. Larry the bird. True or false in 2012, uh, in a 2012 play based on birds, long rivalry and eventual friendship with Magic Johnson launched on Broadway. True. True. It the play is, is called what? Uh, For the tiebreaker, Paul. For the tiebreaker. What's the play called?
0: Uh, Magic versus bird
1: so close bird, bird versus, versus magic, magic. no nope. magic bird magic bird <laughs> is it really magic bird it is magic bird <laughs> I hope you both enjoyed this inaugural installment of Spock versus Bird. I got a magic bird for you right here. <laughs> Fuck oh. you for timing, Jack versus Bird. <laughs> Maybe I'll bother to do another one, depending on whether this flops or takes off. Fucking you in the face, the knickerbocker glory hole. That was pretty
0: cold, Matt. That was almost freezer bird worthy. Uh, <laughs> take it off, man. I would love to play Spock versus love Bird. Spock versus Bird, that'd be great. Uh, I used to sing a song. Um, John Delancey and uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy came to the experience. When uh, Spock versus Q. What experience? Star Trek, the experience. Oh. When Spock versus Q. You worked there? First, motherfucker. Anyway, I have an autographed audiobook of Spock versus Q. And I used to sing a song about Spock versus Q all the time. And it was really silly. And, uh, yeah.
3: Paul Story. <laughs> Boom. Another one for the, another one for history books.
0: <laughs> it's got a little freezer bird on it, that story. It's a little old. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, if you do send in more of those, which if please I do send in told more of the them. story about the time I ate a hot dog. <laughs> yes, Yes. I'd love to hear it. The ending's just as interesting. No, <laughs> oh, but
0: but I have a side copy of uh, Spock versus Q. Good. Spock versus Q. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? That's how the song went. And I, then we go. And then we go like I purposely Spock, did Spock not ask has, how the
1: song went. <laughs> Spock has logic. I know that I was curious about it. And it'd be
0: like Q can bend all the space and time. Spock versus Q. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? And then it would always be like that. And then it would just be like something that Spock could do. Oh, and my God. Like- Who <laughs> the
3: hell cares? I, uh, I want to ah, thank Ben Gillette for creating this podcast. Ah, ah, uh, we don't have patrons to thank because this is a bonus episode. That is
1: correct. So instead of thanking Patreons, I'm just going to say, fuck you, Paul.
0: Now I want to say thank you to all the Patreons who made this bonus episode possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. As depressing want... as it may have been, thank you. <laughs> it got, you it got. got a
3: little less depressing. You give us money, then we just drag you right down <laughs> into the shit.
1: Oh. That, that sounded like it hurt.
3: <laughs> did you hit your tooth on the mic? I just hit my tooth on the mic. Are but you okay? Really yes. bad. Did it you hurts chip really it? Bad.
0: I don't know. It's already a fake tooth. Chip it. Chip <laughs> it good. ding. Oh. oh, dude. Oh, There's nothing worse than that. I'm, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a weird place. I'm sorry. I used to bang my head on this thing every time we did Jock vs. Nerd because I would get into the metal, but I, I don't do it as much anymore. Don't do it with such reckless abandon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyhow. I'm so sorry, Matt. There's nothing worse than that. There is. Oh,
3: there uh, we talked about it earlier. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess you're right. I think of a, a couple of things. Hit Tooth. rewind if you need to know what's worse than that. Tooth Shay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> but if you want to support us on Patreon, and, and we, we thank you for doing so. We do. Uh, uh, go to patreon.com slash hey and you can be uh, a privy to a lot of rewards that we offer. Uh, t-shirts are in. We're going to be mailing them out yes. so soon. So the first best T-shirts are in. You'll be getting those So much fun. fun. Love uh, the T-shirts. They look great. Yeah, very awesome. excited about the T-shirts. They look
0: badass. So
1: cool. Um, what else? If uh, you can't support us on Patreon, if you listen to this and you can't support us on Patreon, uh, tell a friend. Be part of the Obelisk scheme. Tell one friend that will really enjoy us. Uh, we're not a pyramid scheme. Don't tell multiple friends. Just tell one friend that will really enjoy us and possibly pass us along to somebody else. Yes. And head over to iTunes or whatever your platform you're listening to us on and give us a nice little five-star review there. That kind of thing really helps.
3: Uh, I want to thank the uh, Audio Mafia, the Visual Mafia, and our Social Media Mafia for taking care of all of us and keeping the conversation going seven days a week. We really appreciate it. Uh, This week was our, uh, last week was our largest download week ever. Thank you. It was was a two-episode week and not three-episode week, so it was really impressive, and I think it has to do with a few things. Uh, I think it has to do with uh, uh, Penn doing Bucket Show and creating Mm -hmm. a lot of attention towards us. I think it has to do with uh, Ace Munz uh, drew a Siegfried and Roy version of our show. Yes, so good, and uh, it was the first uh, time I attempted a boosted ad uh, okay. that right. wasn't boosted towards people who already like our show and their friends. I actually, decided to target uh, podcast listeners and just put put best best comedy podcast with that photo on it. And I think it might have gotten the listeners. But so, if you're a new listener, hi there, hi there, welcome, thanks, thanks for coming. But I think the real reason why is uh, Jacob, if you could bring up porn number three, please, on our music. Studio. Oh, see here, do you know what I'm talking about there. Because I basically think the week's numbers have to do with the episode quality of the week before. You think? And I think the number one reason why we had our biggest download week ever is because
0: people were visiting the sweat house. Well, you're in luck, Matt. Yeah. Cause a lot of places around here right now are closed. Right, Sweat House is open. Is yeah, it's always open. Yeah, and you're gonna be open. Oh, okay, <laughs> check your papers for <laughs> openings. Check your openings for local papers. Nothing. Come hungry. Leave fucked. Oh, I was just about to say I'm a little peckish. <laughs> well, you're in luck, cause Sweat House is open. Oh. Matter of fact, it's always open. <laughs> and you're going to be open. Check your local papers for openings. Check your openings for local papers. Come hungry. Leave fucked. So, <laughs> the Sweat, sweat House.
3: <laughs> I definitely feel like a Sweat House has a lot to do with our, our, our boomer listenership. Uh, it was a good one. <laughs> And, uh, By the way,
2: that
1: that is no longer called Porn Number Three. Yeah. That is just called Sweathouse. No,
3: I, I know that. I, I wanted to. I was doing it for suspense purposes, but I, I know that that's just Sweat House music. <laughs> that's just Sweathouse. That's just Sweat House. That's just, you know, sweat house music. So, I think we have a new starter episode for if anyone maybe because all the other episodes were so were so old now. I think. Yeah. I think Sweathouse a good is, a good, jump is, is a good one to be like, either you get this podcast or you don't. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> if this tickles your pickle, yeah. then you're good to go. So uh, thank you,
3: everyone, all of our new listeners and, and all of our old listeners. But we had a, insanely, we we we, uh, we broke our record by over 1,000. So it was it was a, it was a nuts That makes nuts us feel
0: awesome, guys. Yeah. Thank you all so very much. And uh, I want to say also a special thank you to my crossover, Shock Monkeys, who are listening over at Geek Shock as well? Who are also scoops? We're getting a lot of cross pollination on both ends, and I'm getting some Snooze. wonderful. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that actually. Tonight. Yeah, well, we're, it goes both ways. We're getting uh, traction from them, and some some of you scoops are going over and trying a little uh, the Geek Shock, and I appreciate that too. Snooze. <laughs> oh my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> I had to actually miss last week's uh, episode. Oh right. Because of rehearsal, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, that happens.
3: Um, all right. Uh, who else? Uh, I thanked everybody, right? So I just want to thank you listeners. Thank you guys for taking part of this. Yes. Uh, thanks for being a listener. We have the best listeners in the world. We do. We love you. Uh, thank you, Ice Cream Socialists, Ice Cream Socialites, and Ice Cream Sandwiches. And uh, take it away Dippin' us Jack.
2: We'll see you soon.
0: <laughs> I guess so with the clap. <laughs> Friends it ain't. <laughs> oh boy. No, you're late. That was Close.
1: Tell somebody you love them. Yeah.
0: Just dry hump them. <laughs> Just touch touch someone inappropriately.
1: Imply to someone that you love them mm. via dry humping.
0: Yeah. Like, shh, I love you. This is why this is how I
3: love. <laughs> Just appreciate how much this is how I love. because I appreciate you being in my life.
0: I'm tired of riding on this bus with you. <laughs> I wish I had sitted in another seat than this one. What is that? <laughs> this, I'm the guy you're sitting next to and humping on the bus. <laughs> I'm sad that this was the seat I chose. Cause now, cause now you're getting your humping on me. I wished I had sat it somewhere else. Oh no! I'm giving you an Indian burn. I'm feeling that. Are you an Indian?
3: Jesus, <laughs> are we cleared already? Are Just you a chief?
0: Are you a chief? <laughs> you a chief Indian? Wampum. Stop womping <laughs> my. Shut the
1: fuck Shut up! up. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> kill you.
3: Fucking three thirty in the morning. <laughs>
1: Not a soul in sight.
2: (laughs) City's looking like a ghost town.